we are live again. WrestlePurious podcast hosted by myself, Joe Holbrook, Charlie. We're supposed to be joined by Big AO, but he's been a, you know, he's, he's he's drowning in work at the moment. A bunch of stuff at his desk last minute, and he can't make it. Maybe he'll make it a bit later on. But anyway, back again for your favorite AEW Dynamite show. Um, got a lot to get into. Wrestle Kingdom eighteen. Few news bits here and there. Of course, the like I said AEW Dynamite. We're gonna do a review. Uh, but yeah, first things first, please like, subscribe, super chat, any questions, any takes, any opinions, any reactions to any of the shows that we're going to talk about. Um, but yeah, hope everyone's doing good, continuing a good new year. Starting with my fellow co-host, Charlie, what's going on with you? Hello, I'm doing really well. I finally recovered from my New Year's Eve weekend because I spent it in Worthing and then I was in London because I was watching wrestling and then drinking because it was New Year's Eve. But so finally recovered from that and finally recovered from being up for like 24 hours because Dynamite and Wrestle Kingdom back to back is kind of brutal and I did not sleep in between, but it was worth it because the graps were great and I'm ready to talk about it. So, yeah. Real responsible way to spend your New Year's Eve, you know, that's how it should mm-hmm. be done. Uh, Joe Hall, but what's going on with you, man? You've been, you've been busy, I've hardly heard of you, oh, you know, this will, this will be our longest conversation this week, probably. <laughs> I'm a mess, man. This is a crazy week. Um, <laughs> next week, I'll be back to normal and watching the professionals that we talk about. But this week, and I said this to you on like Tuesday, I think I was like, I've just allocated time so I'll be able to make the Dynamite show because I actively made a point I'd be making it last week. So this was like the thing I could lock in. Um, but other than that, I've not seen much professional wrestling, unfortunately, which in recent memory has been a, a, an outlier for me. But I'm here nonetheless. I'm doing okay. Uh, I'm wearing a Nitro hat. I have a Coca-Cola here to my side, which is not a political statement regarding a former Pepsi icon. Um, I'm here to discuss professional wrestling. Hell of a show we've got to talk about. So, I mean, the other show, Charlie's going to carry us, but Dynamite, we've got some real good stuff to get into here. Yeah, it was a good show, man. It was a good show. Both good shows, you know, from what I saw of Wrestle Kingdom. Very, very long show. It started at like 7.30 a.m. And unfortunately, I couldn't. I couldn't balance out my sleep schedule with watching AEW Dynamite and watching the entire entirety of uh, Tokyo Dome show. So I only managed to watch about half of it, probably less than that, to be honest. But Charlie, you managed to... Uh, <laughs> you haven't yep, slept, yep. basically. You know, I've, like, I've had a nap, but... It's as good as it gets. It's as good as it gets. Yeah, I will <laughs> sleep so good. well tonight. <laughs> Starting podcasts at uh, fifteen minutes to midnight. You know, yeah. this is this is this is the wrestle grind, Joe. You know, this is this is the wrestle purist British grind. So before all of our American friends jump on Twitter and slander the British opinions on professional wrestling, mm-hmm. just think that we're at, we're up at these times, so we probably are yes. a little bit grumpier than some of you guys. You know, mm. but anyway. Um, yeah. Let's get some super chats read out. Uh, and you rank 100 rupees. Appreciate it as always. How can Dragon have all these matches that are great yet so different? There's something in his matches. It leaves you wanting more. Yes, chance in the dome were special. Uh, he's pretty he good. Is special time. Yeah, yeah, he is pretty good. He's very, very I was special. watching him today and I was thinking, decent, decent wrestler. Um, mate, that performance today was actually, I actually think that's one of his best performances in like, mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I think that's one of his all-time great performances, and considering the form he's been in, that's kind of crazy. But he was yeah. so locked in today. My God, what a wrestler! Yeah, it was special. Watching that live was 
crazy. Yeah. The thing is with Brian Danielson, when you say it's one of his all-time matches, it's like how it's, long is the list of Brian's? Like how long is the list of Brian's? Or like what is the cream mm-hmm. of the crop? This of is Brian the thing. Danielson's list. I don't think it's an all-time dragon match per se, but performance. I thought he was like super, super on. Now I think the finish arrived like ever so slightly abrupt. Mm-hmm. Uh, felt like they could have bridged even more. Like, I was really hoping he was going to kick out, um, which I think just slightly, slightly stopped it from going forward, like, you know, insane. But uh, his performance, Mike, just the focus he wrestles with, you know, everything he does is so measured and deliberate. Incredible. Yeah, he's very, very special. Uh, Bam, five dollars. Appreciate you as always. Monty, sorry, but I have to ask the hard hitting question, the hard questions. Did you give back up your blessings to start negotiations with AEW last night? Hashtag push AO Joe Charlie Goat. Um, we're gonna have to address this, you know. Um, I did say I'm gonna get lawyers involved and let them handle it, but I guess we can kind of like touch on it a little bit. Uh, Ibu has. Clearly, he's you know he seems happy enough to post pictures with you know other promotions owners and wearing their merchandise and he's doing all these things that he knows could get him in trouble with us you know and uh, get himself fined, suspended, um, have to deal with forfeits and these kind of things, Joe Hulbert. And you know, last night he went to the AW show and he knows he shouldn't have um, done some of the things that he did, so he will be getting fined. Uh, there is a meeting set up with the board of directors, and uh, we're gonna try. We're gonna try and figure this out, but it's not looking good for either of Russell Purist at the moment. Sorry, it's guys. not. I I think everyone should take this as a chance to learn, right? Learn from Ibu's mistakes, particularly in terms of wardrobe. Consider what you're gonna wear before you take a step out the door. You know, mm-hmm. if you'd have just had a WCW Monday Nitro hat on, I think this <laughs> the controversy is cut in half. You know, but. He went the whole way, and look, when you never go full fleet, you don't go full fleet, you don't go full fleet. He went full fucking fleet. I woke up this morning, I saw that, I said, my God, they're going to they're gonna lock him up. Full fleet? On the on the 3rd or the 4th of January? It was the 3rd, bro. That's yeah. crazy. It's, uh, like I said, we're going to, uh... I don't know. I don't know. Mm. I don't know. don't know whether to be mad. Disappointed, relieved. Both. I know some people would be relieved, you know. Relieved. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna figure it out. Um, Showdown Spurs five dollars. Appreciate it. So I watched the darts for the first time. It ruled. Who's most likely faking their age? Over Femi at twenty-two or Luke Littler at sixteen? We- <laughs> Luke Littler is this. There was actually this is wrestling related too. I don't know if you guys saw this. Mm-hmm. I've seen this yes. picture. The, the biggest evidence that he's actually 16 was there was a picture of him as a kid with his wrestling figures. And it was like the Shield, Claudio. Yep. It was all like the 2015, <laughs> yep. 2014. Yeah, Dina Prison. That was yeah. very funny. So, like, I think he's he's telling the truth. I can't comment on Oberfemi. That's that's Bonnie business. It's... I don't even speak on him. But oh, yeah. That's what his university records say, bro. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Little Smoke, 499, appreciate it as always. He's a wanted man. Nick giving Finley the match of his life. Listen, it's gonna it's be a crazy incredibly shout. Incredibly a crazy funny. shout. It's yeah. going to be so funny. I can't wait. I genuinely am so excited. 
<laughs> yeah, so, so I, I did, I did par. I did par. Well, we're definitely going to get into our good mm. friend Nick Namath, you know. Uh, Maz Fran, 84199, appreciate it as always. To catch the derby, Ali was like watching adult fighting a kid. I mean, it's one way of putting it. <laughs> uh, Matt Roy Keel. Uh, excuse me for not pronouncing that properly. 499, appreciate you though. Uh, wanted to give you guys opinion, wanted to get your guys' opinion on if Mercedes were to debut in Jacksonville. Danielson versus Okada was amazing. Danielson versus Okada was amazing. Uh, yes. if Mercedes debuts in Jacksonville, they're doing daily plays yeah. next week. Is that what yeah. yeah, yeah, and I definitely could see them wanting to like give that kind of a signature. They haven't been there for a while, right? Yeah. I haven't been mm-hmm. yeah. there for a while. Look, I think we're all uh, we're all very hesitant to make like bold predictions in regards to Mercedes. It yeah. sure feels like that's where we're trending based on people that are much more knowledgeable on the matter than I. But even those people will very happily give you the disclaimer of like, it's Mercedes, right? Like, <laughs> it, and nothing's for sure until it's in front of our eyes and happening. Until you see that graphic, you see her walk out on TV, you don't know. I would assume she debuts in Jacksonville. Um in what slot that is, or like what the situation is, I don't know. Mm. But I would guess so, personally, yeah. I think it makes sense. And I honestly think you just open a show with her. Just announce that you have a... I, I, we all hate Tony Khan's big announcements, but you got to do something to get oh, people yeah. to be paying attention to it. And just yeah. have open a show with her. Just go balls to the wall with it. Like, I get that big lead as well. Yeah. yeah. Get the big lead exactly. in. It's always the top quarter of the uh, of the show, you know. Mm-hmm. Show those million people, Mercedes Mene, you know. So. Yeah, you could promote that on Collision too. You have like a hook there, mm-hmm. you know. Like you can. You, I do think if you're if you've done this deal, you do need to like get ready to go full victory. That it's a huge one. You don't want to yeah. just have her debut. Like for example, I like Diana Prazo a lot, and I think we'll talk about her debut. And I'm happy she's in AEW, but like you don't want to give her like a kind of you know, like just a cool debut like that, right? You want it to be like an event, a happening. Yes. Mercedes, man, that's a huge, huge deal. So, yeah, I agree. It's definitely saying you want to frame correctly. Zora Hart, $5. Appreciate you as always. Uh, Takeshita versus Darby, Mariah versus Aminata were so excellent and they happened back-to-back on the show. <laughs> Joe, say... Say... Hmm? I love AEW. <laughs> We do. Uh, Andrew the Giant, £5. Pounds, appreciate it. Has Ibu been contacted by Triple H to inform him his raw propaganda payments are being stopped immediately? Um, I'm not sure about that. Uh, but he's doing a lot of under the table deals, Ibu is clearly. Um, like I said, um, maybe an investigation into these, um, into these, into his funds or something like that, man. Bro, 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 199, appreciate it as always. When do y'all think Osprey shows up on AEW TV? Good question. Um, Isn't there a poster he's on? When do they run Canada again? Isn't he on that? Yeah, I swear he's on the graphics there. Because I remember him tweeting uh, my first... My first day on the job is in hell or whatever, something like that. Yeah. Um, he's in the UK February 18th. Obviously, he's staying based in the UK. But he's in the UK February 18th because that's his last Rev Pro show. So probably the week before that, if I had to guess. Hmm. Okay. We'll see. 
Let's see. Uh, Don Tassimo. True. One ninety nine. Appreciate it. Mashup versus Miyu and Mayu versus Suri are must watch. Yeah, I need to That's get one of those. I didn't manage to watch any yeah, of the any of the Stardom or the TJPW show. So it was cool though. Like I I missed Wrestle Kingdom of the one match, and I tweeted like I'm bummed I missed it. What did I what do I need to catch up on? And both those matches got as much love as like anything on the actual Dome show, mm-hmm. which is pretty cool. A lot of people watch that whole block of wrestling, which is awesome. So. Um, yeah, I got to catch up. They'll probably be in the guide next week, I think. Yeah, well, we we need we didn't get the guide this week, people. We and it's uh, a lot of people. We did get a lot of like hate mail. I did notice, it. Yeah. So um, you know, hopefully we can avoid that next week when Hallbert gets back to work. You know, we need yeah. to get him his pen back. Uh, I was surprised it made it to ITV news that I didn't do one. I must admit, I thought it was a little bit much. Not that big of a deal, yeah, really. But yeah, our PR team was. Uh, Mm-hmm. It's been through a lot this week, you know. Yeah. Uh, Jacob Donnelly, five dollars. Appreciate it. Awesome dynamite last night, but beyond tired of international champion Orange Cassidy. Yeah. I mean, it's not exactly a disgraceful hot take to have, you know. Um, I mean, I still enjoy his matches. Yeah. He's a good wrestler, but it's like there's not there's nothing to get your teeth into with that right, like the second round. No. Um, it's it's a weird one because it's like it's what everyone worried when he got the belt back, and yeah. at first it was like, oh maybe this will be okay, and you know, yeah, it's just now it's just kind of it feels redundant, you know. It does, yeah, and again, it's like it's not an insult to him as much as a compliment, and we all wanted him to kind of move on to something different. I mean, it feels like redundant, yeah. as you said. So we'll get into the match. Like, I don't think Don, I don't think it was a miss by any means, but I did think it was noticeable, like. How much can you mm-hmm. care at this point about the obvious latest Orange Cassidy defense? You know, it's difficult. Yeah. Yeah, especially when obviously because it's, it's you know it's not the world title, so it's like the the opponents are always going to be at a certain level in most yeah. cases. Um, obviously, Mox was that's why the Mox stuff kind of felt special because obviously it was it's a big star yeah. in Orange Cassidy trying to overcome this Terminator. You know. Um, yeah. But yeah, if you you know, and I, I like your Don your Dante Martin to the world, and really happy to see him back, and even getting these sort of singles matches, like singles title matches. But it's like you know, you can't really buy into it, you know. Um, you can still appreciate the good wrestling and stuff like. Do you know what I mean? But it's like you can't mm-hmm. you can't lock in on it. So yeah, um, I mean, we'll see. Hopefully, you know, they can. Uh, Heat up a few for Cassidy to drop the belt so he isn't just like dropping it, like get it off me, you know, because uh, I always think that's unfortunate. I could be wrong because when they did this with the firm, it didn't pay off at all, but it feels like Roddy making a point of that belt was like surely that's where they're going, right? In the opening promo, it would be nice. I'd love to see Roddy get a single start yeah. on national television, you know. But... That's what I mean. I'm always, I was almost hesitant to bring it up because it feels so like obviously, of course, I would say that, but it did feel deliberate and. Because yeah. Roddy's hardly actually wrestled really over his like god like nine months in AEW. Um crazy. It would be super fresh him having like weekly, you know, sicko TV yeah, title defenses. So yeah, hundred mm-hmm. percent. Oh my god! Yeah. Before we get into anything else, did you guys see the match graphic for the Jericho Cruise? Like the first match graphic that's been put out. Yeah, I've not seen it. I saw, oh I saw a couple god, headlines, but I didn't see it. So. I need to. So it's Jericho 
um, Paul White and Speedball Mike Bailey versus Will Hobbs, Kyle Fletcher and Mark Davis. Mark's back. What, what's the date on it? Mark's back. It's, um, I didn't pay that much attention. I kind of saw the graphic. I was like, <laughs> what the fuck's coming on? You didn't order a ticket. <laughs> Bro, it's on the Jericho Cruise. Yeah, I don't think, uh, I don't think I'll ever... I'm not a cruise kind of guy, never mind the Jericho cruise, you know. Christ, <laughs> no. Um, yeah. so... oh, Davis is back though, god bless. Yeah, yeah. I just we have a funny the... chat, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> anyway, a couple of super chats left, and we'll get into some of these reviews. I guess it's what we're here for. Uh, Amwar Starwind, uh, appreciate it, five dollars. Was that the best Wrestle Kingdom since 2020? American Dragon versus Okada was amazing. I didn't watch the show back the front, so I wouldn't be able to give a fair opinion. Um, but mm. we should just say yes, I think. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. What does I cabbage think... match say? <laughs> yeah. I loved last year's show. It's, it's I watched last year's show. Last year's show I watched live on the air, and I thought it was awesome. But I may just be remembering it that way because I was on the air. You know, who's you on the air? Who do you remember? Oh, it was a whole crew. It was like Manny, Alex, Dukes, Matt was there. It was a the whole thing. Yeah. That's it when we got that clip where we all like jump up when um what did Omega and Osprey do on the top rope? He like DDT'd him on the top rope. Remember on the buckle? Yeah, something like that, yeah. We all leapt up. That match was Omega Osprey, folks. Again, another hot take from me. I'm bringing him tonight. Great fucking match. Throwing it out there. <laughs> He's gonna kill you on Twitter for that one. Yeah, man. <laughs> Clip it up, folks. Come get me. Yeah. I think I did enjoy this what this year's more than last year's. It seems like people did, yeah. <clears throat> Sold the most like, tickets since 2016, I think it was. Something like that, yeah. Something That's like cool. That. That's awesome. Yeah, 27,422 was the announced attendance, I believe. Um, God bless. Yeah, hush two dollars. Appreciate you. You guys think New Japan knew who Ryan Nemeth was? Lol. No. I mean, they're giving permission to fucking walk out there. So he was I not mean... tagged in any of the social media posts. It was very. It was. I felt when so the... bad for him. When Dolph so... sat down, the camera was only on him. Like... Yeah, <laughs> it was like the fucking Mike Wazowski thing. Like, <clears throat> just cut half out of frame. It was very funny. <laughs> Poor Ryan Nemeth. I'm sure he was happy to be there. Yeah, I'm sure he was, you know, nice holiday, you know. Yeah. Good seats. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Got a good seats. Support his brother in his new endeavours. He, he might get a little tag match out of it on the tour, yeah. you know. You he know, might be on New Year's know. Dash you tomorrow, know. who knows? You never know. Um. Anyway. Oh, what should we start? I feel like we should start with Dynamite. Because it happened first, didn't it? You know? Sure did. And, uh... Mm-hmm. And that's, that's, that's what this show is, you know. It's the AEW Dynamite review. So let's get to it. We're nearly 20 minutes in, and we're going we're gonna to get to it. So uh, AEW Dynamite in New Jersey. Uh, what was the venue with the Prudential Center? Is that right? Yeah, I think so. Um, yeah, man, AEW Dynamite, first one of the... Was it the first one? Yeah, it was the first one of the year. First one of the year. Get confused because it was called... What was it called? New Year Smash last week, even though it yeah. wasn't technically the new year yeah anyway getting distracted all over the place uh world's end firmly in the rearview mirror and we open up with samoa joe cutting a promo about basically getting his vengeance 
on MJF. You know, MJF had to do everything in his power to defeat Samoa Joe at, uh, at Grand Slam, and Samoa Joe was never going to live it down. Um, and he was always, you know, he was always plotting on him, and he was always going to get him back tenfold. And he did. He turned everybody that he loves against him, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And it was just Samoa Joe. He can he can talk that shit, Joe. It's what Samoa Joe does. You know, mm-hmm. it is what he does. I, I'm sure this popped you as much as it did me. And um, I'll never complain at Samoa Joe getting mic time, pre-tape time, anything like that. To let the big man yeah. speak, you know. For sure. Yeah, it was a really good promo, and also I loved the. You know, it's a little thing, but we have to be honest, this is saying AEW, I think, traditionally have struggled with. We're like, I think there's a time in AEW history, as much as we would have liked it, this would have been like jammed in, like the 40 minute mark or somewhere. Mm. <laughs> they open with this, and it, like, you know, it was the best they could do without Joe being there to make, yeah. it, to make it clear it was a happening. Um, so I, I thought the placement was right. I liked the way that kind of set the tone for a new year. And he's always. Always a good promo, right? I mean, this yeah. one was no different. So, yeah, for sure. And this was a positive and a good way to start the show. And uh, I'm excited to see what Joe does with this belt. Like, I think all of us are aware that it's going to be a short reign. Yeah. Um, but I think that is actually fun in itself, even if it wasn't Joe. We need to get, I think, a little bit more kind of loose with these title reigns uh, after the last one. So, yeah, this was yeah. positive all around and a good way to start the show. Yeah, it was, wasn't it, Charlie? You know, I'm not, no, I'm not mad at uh I'm not mad at Dynamite opening up like this, especially if Joe couldn't be. I know what Joe said. Look, if he's if yeah. Samoa Joe's not going to be on the show, it's probably as best as you can do. If, like, if yeah. you're going to do the pre-take, don't put it in at 43 minutes into the show yeah. after yeah. the, you know, especially after the like second a brand match. new world champion. Like, yes. you, you had a statement to make, and they made it opening the show with this. It very much set the tone for Dynamite. I felt. Um, yeah, Joe's a great talker. I'm very excited for this title reign. And I hope he just gets a bunch of cool TV defenses before he drops it, because he'll probably drop it at Revolution, which isn't the worst thing in the world. I'm very much here for a nice, fun, fresh rain that doesn't go on for a year. I'm very here for it. Yeah, as Joe touched on, especially after such after the longest rain that the company's had in its, uh, mm-hmm. you know, we're coming up on like, the five year anniversary. I know it was five years since the announcement on New Year's Day, but. Um, you know, play play with his total round a little bit. You know, let's uh, yeah, let's 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 do some cool stuff. Like the, it's, yes. well, Samoa Joe's currently the world champion, so that is what they're doing. You know, they're doing cool stuff for a lot. So, right. um, I do like. I think Charlie's right to make the point of, you know, considering how this show ended, I think it's pretty clear where they're going. But I hope they yeah. do keep in mind, you know, what Charlie was saying about this. Get some of those cool TV main events. Joe feels so well suited to those writers, champ. Like, just yeah. get a couple of them. Um, I don't even mind who really. I just think that's such an easy TV. Like the world start on the line is Samoa Joe. Like sounds good to me. It sounds fun. It sounds fresh. So yeah. hopefully yeah, we get a couple of them on the road to Revolution for sure. Yeah, need it, need it. You got Samoa Joe as your chum, you know? Like yeah, it's a <laughs> listen. I don't know. He's in his forties. He's in his forties, and you know we call him the big man, and I'm sure it's not easy for him. Well, if he can, you know, if he can dig deep for the next three months or so, I want get, them uh... to do. Uh, <laughs> I want them to do like a an outside, like a, like a Shingo, for example. If yeah. ever there was a time to just throw a graphic up for a world title match, it feels like Joe's the perfect champ for that, right? Like, yeah, hundred percent. Smoke Joe versus Shingo for the world title on TV. Like, yeah, cool. Oh, I'm in. You know. <laughs> I mean, 
Shingo's taking dates outside of New Japan at the moment. Like he's going to be yeah. uh, in the UK in February. So Tony, get get on the phone. Book um, it. Now, if not, we'll settle for Tomohiro Ishii. So just saying, we yeah. sure will settle. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we'll take it. You know, that's all we can get. Hey, Zack Sabre Jr.'s freshly lost the belt. If we're getting people in... Hey. We're still owed that match, too. We're still we owed we that match. <laughs> Didn't they tag together? <laughs> yeah, they did yes, a tag match. They did. Yes. Very funny. Yeah. Uh, the TV champs coming face to face, you know, and mm. Joe just was like, yeah, I don't care for this. <laughs> mm-hmm. It was weird, yeah. Uh, but yeah, we, we love like some old Joe, if you can't tell. Um, yeah, we do. Right, so the first actual like segment segment on the show, uh, live segment anyway, was Adam Cole is here to explain himself. You know, and uh, he starts off with his normal music, and then it switches up to something. Um, something, <laughs> I guess. The, I guess it's kind of more well, cliche Adam Cole, undisputed kind of feel. You know, but anyway, they come. They, they all come out. They're all in all black. You know, trying to look cool. And uh, yeah, they come to the ring. Adam Cole's got a new thing with the lights when he does boom on the apron, which kind of looked cool. Um, he's got the mask on him, pulls it out of his pocket, shows it to the crowd. And uh, honestly, he starts talk- he talks. He starts talking about like you know MJF is basically a piece of shit. He's talked about everyone like shit in the locker room, and he's a narcissist. He's this and that. So if me taking him out makes me the devil, buy me a first class ticket to hell. Things along that line. And I guess you know he kind of has a point, like all good heels do. And Adam Cole, obviously, is always kind of good at live promos. Like I don't, I don't think Adam Cole cuts a promo where I'm like, oh my god, this is an all timer. But he's very, you <laughs> right. know, he's a confident, competent talker out there, you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, one thing that kind of, well, you, you see all the tweets and the kind of reaction that he gets in like this really small bubble of wrestling Twitter, especially wrestling Twitter on the AEW side, on the side that all of us guys like interact with and stuff like, like our little circle, I guess. Um, you see, like all the criticisms of MJF, and it's like oh, MJF is gone now. But like the crowd were really like for MJF here, you know. Mm-hmm. They were bit every time like Adam Cole would take a shot at him, they would boo it. They would get louder and louder. At one point, they started chanting, "He's he's our scumbag. He's our scumbag." Yeah. Um, they still love him, man. Like they still absolutely love him. So um, that's a promising thing to see because obviously they loved him in you know, in Long Island. And I know it's still yeah. New York, but it is New Jersey. New, New Jersey. York, yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, you know, so it's, it's still kind of, it's, it's local enough, you know? <laughs> yeah. But, um, your point stands. He always gets a good yeah. match. Like, yeah. And yeah. It's important Outside that he is down. because this group exists, like, to work with him when he's back. So it is important that they had that reaction for sure. Yeah, um, I think it was worth noting because, like I said, uh, yeah. you, you see a lot of you see a lot of one narrative going around from kind of like the AEW hardcore, or whatever you want to call it, you know. Yeah. And uh, but you know, in the buildings, and I know you can't kind of just rely on, oh, well, in the buildings, so all the other criticism doesn't mean anything. But I guess it was still kind of um, what's the word, encouraging to see sure. that he's still when his name gets mentioned, the crowd is still with him as much as they are, you know. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Adam Cole, he, um, I guess the, the set the mission statement, you know, uh, Wardlow's going to go for the world title. And when the time's right and Adam Cole's fully healed, he's going to hand over the title to him. Um, mm, that made me nervous. Obviously, the, king, the kingdom have already got the ROH tag belts. 
wouldn't surprise me to see them go for the AEW tag belt. Uh, Roddy wants the international title. Yeah. Yes. And, uh, yeah, man, obviously, you know, big, big, big plans, Joe Horbert. Big, big plans. So we'll stop there because it was quite a, quite a long segment, but we'll stop on kind of just the mission statement and the explanation. What did you think of it, Joe? I thought it was good. It was, and I mean this mostly as a compliment, but it was like the exact segment I expected it to be in terms of like, you nailed it with Cole. Cole is a good promo, but he is very much like he has his promo. And no matter what content you give him, he'll deliver it in a vaguely similar way. And he's very seldom going to have cut a promo that makes you go, whoa, hold on a second. What did I just watch? Right. Mm-hmm. But he is a good promo. So I thought he did a good job with this. It's not, I did not need them to get deep in the like, how he did it, you know, and like the things that he did along. I don't need that law. I don't care, honestly. He's the devil. That's enough for me. He explained it. That was fine and effective. I thought it was a good segment, even if not a home run. The Wardlow thing was <laughs> terrifying. And it for a minute, scary. I thought they were doing Wardlow Joe again and was genuinely going to call the police and, and get someone involved in this situation. Because <laughs> um, how, I mean, that, that can't a TV be. Main event. And then... My, the thing that kind of saved me was what Cole said, hopefully you're not the champ by the time Wardlow goes. I said, hope not. Good call, Adam. I agree. Hopefully not. Um, I don't need those matches again. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, I thought it was a good segment. I, You know, these are kind of, just by their nature, they're kind of cookie-cutter in content anyway. We're like, why did I do it? Well, let me tell you. Like, it is what it is. But his delivery is always good. And uh, I'm intrigued what comes with this group. I have some doubts. I'm concerned by the immediate like Wardlow friction tease because it just feels like a rerun in itself. I'm not sure I would have had Roddy do the Adam thing on, you know, the start of the new. But yeah, literally the like, first uh, thing you know, in the group says is, you know. Yeah. So I like again as I talk about it, it's one of those things where the more I talk about, it, the more I'm like picking things I didn't like. But I did think it was a good segment. It's just more one of those. My concerns are more. Beyond this one promo, I guess is what I'm saying. But for a segment, it was good. Yeah, it's um, you know, they're called the what is it, the undisputed kingdom. Yeah, is the yeah. name of which Gondor. is what we were calling them, anyways. Yes, and, it is. As Joe, I kind of saw you snickering to yourself when I was talking about the theme. You know, the new theme. You a fan? Look, man, I'm here to make friends, <laughs> and have fun. <laughs> I like, like, it's fine. I honestly didn't, didn't even pay attention if it was good or not. It just made me laugh out loud when I heard the undisputed thing. It was like, God bless. And I'm not doing the, I can't believe they copied it, bro. I do not give a fuck about that. It just made me laugh because, like, the undisputed kingdom being the name that we all called them unofficially, being the actual name is Beast. Someone saw that in a tweet and was just like, you know what? Yeah. yeah, I mean, it was, you know, it was. What did they call, Charlie, you're probably the most likely of us to remember this, because I do not. Mm-hmm. What did they call the, the Undisputed Era when they reformed in AEW? Remember they had a the name? The Undisputed Elite. Hold up, hold up. Monty actually had this, because that's when they <laughs> when they teamed up with, with the Elite. Monty, it lasted like one week, they trademarked it, and yes. it just n- never became yeah. a thing. I think someone what was just it? decided it, it was like Paragon or something like that. Paragon. Oh, yeah. shit, yeah. <laughs> in that case... But then they just stuck can... with Undisputed Elite. Yeah, in that case, you can keep the uh, Undisputed Kingdom's fine. <laughs> Good luck. Bro. Paragon. Do you know, the mu- the theme music, I'm not even like... It's not even bad. 
but I'm really upset that they didn't use something for you. Because of yeah, our, I literally yeah. tweeted, I was like, this is all worth it if they go back to that theme song. Because the Kingdom have used it in AEW. Like, they yes. have used that music as their tag music. And then we get this, and I was like, heartbroken. What was the point? Why are we doing this? Like, I have a lot of nostalgia for that theme. Like, that time, it, it pops me a lot, yeah. It's like, I guess, and like, people are just like, people were in my mentions saying, if they use that, I'm going to cheer for them. I'm just like, I don't care. I just want to hear something for you on TV. Like. I, I love the idea that like six thousand people in New Jersey will be like, "I, I fucking hate this Adam Cole dude. He's the devil. This piece of shit." <laughs> yeah. And something for you comes on. Everyone throws their yeah. arms up. Get him! That, that's you know, like, yeah. <laughs> oh, As though that wouldn't be a thing that would just pop, pop like ten of us on Twitter. You know? Yeah. yeah. It's like people that watch Ring of Honor in twenty sixteen. Like, <laughs> come on, uh, anyways, the segment was pretty good. The second, mm-hmm. I, I enjoyed it. The Wardlow yeah. stuff did scare me because of for a second I thought he was going to say that he was going for the TNT title again, and then he <laughs> made the thing of um, he was like, "Oh, you'll be giving the world title to me like when I'm ready." I was like, oh, "Fuck, stop teasing friction with Wardlow. No one wants to see him leave another group. Like, just do, just stick with the faction. My God." But other than that, yeah, I enjoyed it. I have nothing else to add really. I just wanted yeah. to complain about the theme song. Ward, yeah. The Wardlow stuff was quite hilarious, you know. He was pulling, he pulled yeah. a few faces on Popman. He was pouting, you know. Adam Cole said he's in a group now, but respect him, and immediately said that he's going to hand the belt over to him when the time's right. <laughs> so yeah, man, whatever, cool. That sounds um, like a hot match, doesn't it? Adam Cole versus Wardlow. Here, get your popcorn ready. Oh. I do uh, hope Kyle Riley comes back. <clears throat> Yes, I miss him him very dearly. Yeah, Yeah, that would be really cool to see him come back, you know. The fact Um, that they have called it Undisputed, the Undisputed Kingdom as well, makes me think that we're getting another Undisputed member. And if it's Bobby Fish, I'm not tuning in again. Yeah, you will. Over it. I'm not. I'm so over it. (laughs) I'm getting the stance, you know. (laughs) You don't understand how much I despise that man. It's He'll not even in. anything he's done, it's just a personal vendetta. When he gets in that orthodox stance and starts throwing kicks, no. you know, it's just it's the, real, the real is home, you know? No, 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 no. Because he can uh, stay home, it's fine. Bob Fish, man. Uh. He's not for me. <laughs> he's not for me. Remember his match with Punk? Yes. And he can tell him. I'll never forget, I was doing the late night grin at the time. And people were saying that he did the political 3.1 kicker. And I, I went on there and I said, listen, there's no way that's what happened. <clears throat> Bobby Fish is a great <laughs> pro. He's He's got a great reputation. He would never do that. And I swear to you, within an hour of being off the air, I had it in my DMs. He absolutely did that. <laughs> that was the first in my two years of bad predictions, oh. I think. So, yeah. It was a good bit, though. Right, good bit. <laughs> it was. Do you when he called him out for a, for a shoot fight? Yes. When he was, like, yes. was it boxing or kickboxing or MMA? He wanted to do a poem? He wanted to do one of them. Oh, he did one of those YouTube boxing cards and he won his fight, you know. <laughs> that was a fight, wasn't it? Good Lord. <laughs> yeah. Look, man, I, I, anyone who gets in there, especially at his age, like not even doing the age yeah. bit, but he's an older dude, respect, but fuck. That was not saying that was, uh, yeah. Oh, and there's this gem as well. Folks, where's the... I think I've got that. Yep. And I mean, (laughs) folks, where's the lie? 
they were in his hometown <laughs> and he got crickets. <laughs> to be uh, fair, that's kind of just what their TV tapings are like. True. <laughs> fair. Like, fair. Hometown, bro. It's like, one of the best clips ever. It's the yeah. kind of chuckle he does before it, too. Yes. Folks. <laughs> It's the hard, it's when it goes the hard cam and it's just yeah. on bully right at the end. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, oh, we kind of got sidetracked by Buffy's. Yeah, sorry. I was... people. <laughs> um, but yeah, Undisputed Kingdom, yeah. mission statements. It seems like this is going to be like a very, very prominent heel group in AEW for quite some time to come. Of course, led by Adam Cole. Already some slight friction with Wardlaw. Um but yeah, we'll, we'll see where it goes on. Hopefully they can nail it because, you know, we didn't get off to the greatest of starts, you know, this whole devil group coming together. So we'll see how it goes. But um, yeah, man, uh, they, make their, they make their mission statement, etc. It seems like they're all very happy and pleased with themselves. But Jay White comes out and he says, listen, I'm, uh, I'm quite impressed with, you know, this plan that you've pulled off and I was quite proud of you for what you did to MJF because I thought you were starting to lose your edge, Adam. But you can't accept that he was collateral for Adam Cole's cause, which is very fair. And uh, I appreciate kind of just that logic of him wanting to get back at Adam Cole as soon as he finds out it's him. And uh, he says, you know, I was, I was alone and you guys jumped me, but this time I'm not alone. And then the Gun Brothers come out and they get in the ring and start brawling. Adam Cole, of course, is still in a... He's on walking sticks, he's on crutches, so he can't do nothing. Wardlow takes him out of the ring, he gets out of there. Doc Sampson and all the doctors are standing in front of Adam Cole. No one can touch him. Wardlow gets back in the ring and uh, it's a numbers game. And, you know, the Undisputed Kingdom start to get the upper hand again until the Acclaimed music hits and they come down and the Acclaimed get in there as well because, of course, they were taken out by the devil and their crew, the Undisputed Kingdom, we now know. And, uh, yeah, man, they uh, they kind of deal with them. And then the Acclaimed and Bullet Club Gold are kind of stood awkwardly looking at each other. Of course, a lot of history there with all the guns involved in this. And, uh... Yeah, man. I, I wasn't mad at kind of the, the train of people running out after another, you know. I wasn't mad at it. Um, but yeah, it wasn't exactly the sports-style presentation that Tony Khan's been talking about a lot um, over the past week or so. So it kind of popped me that this is how he opened the show after all that talk. Mm-hmm. But still, it wasn't. It, I'm not saying that to say it was a bad segment or anything. Uh, it just popped me, the kind of irony of it. I think it was... a. Uh, Joseph Montessori pointed it out on the timeline. <laughs> and it was just a few people kicked the shit out of him because, of course, they did. But, um, you know, it, the, the irony of that did pop me, although I did think it was still a decent segment. So, um, yeah, it was necessary too, I think. Mm-hmm. You, I think yeah. you had to. I don't think you could do the devil thing and then be like, anyway, here's Dante Martin. Like, I think you had to, you had to deal with this. Yeah. This was yes. a big story. Um, so I guess you could have closed with it and built to it, but I, I think they did the right thing here. Even if generally I think they should start with matches. Um, the Jay White thing I thought was quite like, I generally like clear baby face and heel, but I do think there is always room for heels to dislike each other and to like, when it makes sense in story to do something like this, that was a loose yeah. end. Jay had kind of moved on from caring. So I, I like that. I was a little bit bummed out that I thought he was setting up a Juice Robinson return, which was not the case. Same. Which was which bummed me out a little bit because I'd miss Juice more than I thought I would, honestly. Um, so I like this, and I also think it may have been uh, like kind of a roundabout way of setting up 
maybe they're going to go for the trios belts. Maybe, you know, I think maybe that was kind of the, I'm not saying that's necessarily what I would do or what they will do. I'm just saying, I think it was an interesting way to like get to that kind of awkward standoff they had. So yeah, 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 yeah. it was pretty fun. Uh, yeah, Charlie, where do you think they're going with these kind of like elements of it with, you know, with the people that the Undisputed Kingdom use as collateral, you know, uh, mm-hmm. but good gold and the acclaimed. Like, where do you think mm-hmm. those parts of the story are going to end up mm-hmm. going? I'm not sure. I'm still mulling it over. I did pop for it because I love faction warfare, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Like, it doesn't matter who's involved. I will always pop for it. It's like one of my cups of tea, but... Um, yeah, I did. I I was kind of like, are they going to send Hangman out here? Because if he also got attacked by the Undisputed Kingdom, Might so in the I was building, like, they're not. Good. No, you weren't in the building <laughs> yet. No, but I was like, it's so odd if they sent him out to assist Bullet Club Gold of all people. So it made sense for the acclaim to be in this spot. But I think that would have been a really interesting dynamic if they had sent Hangman out. But um, yeah, I enjoyed this. I do think. It'd be interesting if Jay and uh, the guns went after the trio's belts. I did kind of think that was what was going to happen with Juice and the guns at uh, full gear. Yeah. They circled back to it. It makes sense. But, um, yeah, I'm interested to see where it goes, which is more than I more than I had been able to say for the devil stuff. So, good on them. Yeah, it all made sense. It was soundly uh, logical. And I guess they achieved what they needed to in terms of getting the message across that they wanted to... And uh, yeah, I guess I don't really have too much else to say about it, really. Uh, oh, just kind of wait good. and see where all the pieces land, you know. Um, I uh, do a couple of super chats real quick. Short on spells, five dollars. Whoever had the idea to have Adam Cole cut these promos in the chair should get a bonus, helps make him look even more of a slimy bastard. Mm-hmm. It is a pretty cool visual, I think. Uh, Dusse Rhodes, one ninety nine. We need the Hooper. He's coming back. He's coming back. He is slowly coming back. We've been, I've been trying. We haven't been aggressive with it, have we, Joe? You know, no. It's like George Foreman in nineteen eighty nine. You know, you got to let him get some rounds (laughs) under his belt before you throw him in with the big boys. You know, it's. uh, I'm noticing. I'm tracking his progress. He'll be back soon, folks. I I did see him on the timeline earlier. I was just like, oh. I haven't seen Manny at all. Charlie's so putting the work sure, in. Though. I've seen it with my yeah. own eyes. He's putting the work in. That's all you can back do. In, yeah, oh, back in the gym. You know, mm-hmm. Back at the Nightmare Factory. Yep. Uh, Darren Walker, two pounds. Appreciate it. Bobby Fish or Trent Seven? Who do you prefer, Charlie? On a serious note, because I did see this super chat, um, one person in that list was named in Speaking Out, and it wasn't Bobby Fish. So yeah. there's your answer. Bobby yeah. Fish anyway as well. Yeah. yeah, I have my yeah. bits about Bobby Fish and my personal reasons for disliking him, but Prince Evans piece of shit. So I have that we have very real reasons to dislike that man. So yeah, yeah, it's unfortunate how uh, a lot of this gets said in wrestling, you know. But you know, mm-hmm. we got we got plenty of reasons to like Bob Fish, so yeah, yeah, yeah. educated feet. <laughs> But to the AEW Dynamite review, uh, Undisputed Kingdom in-ring promo, I just spoke about that. Uh, Eddie Kingston, fresh off winning the Continental Classic, and he's kind of discussed his journey throughout the tournament. He's more like, obviously it was like a pre-take kind of thing, and there's like highlights stuff of him talking about winning and how he's, you know, he's got confidence now. That's the one thing that he's gained from his Continental Classic uh, that he never had before, and 
Who who's going to stop a confident Eddie Kingston, Joe Hall? But who who, no can, one. who can stop this man? No one. You know, I mean, it all comes down to game plan, money. You know, you can't if you stand in the pocket with Ed King, you're going out. Yep. Lights out. You know. I remember when we were on ESPN last right week, Monty, and they were they were talking about Moxley's chin. Chin don't matter when you're dealing with Ed King. You know, cracks those chins. So. Uh, Eddie Kingston, I'm getting ahead of myself here. This promo, obviously, we saw on social, and it was fun. But him walking out with these belts is one of the weirdest moments in my fandom. It was actually like, and I know this sounds dumb because he's already had the like the two belts, but God, it felt weird. It was actually kind of surreal. It was a uh, yeah, that was a wild visual. So happy for King, obviously. Um, loved the video package and the way that it kind of told the story of the tournament. It was, the tournament was basically a vehicle for Eddie Kingston, which. My God, what a life we live here in 2024. So, thrilled for Ed. Nice promo. Sunken in yet for you, Charlie, but Eddie Kingston is the American Triple Crown champion. That is wild, isn't it? <laughs> I'm so happy for it. Yeah. I fucking love Eddie Kingston, man. This video yeah, package man. was really fucking yeah. cool as well. They did a really great job on it. They did a really mm-hmm. great job on a lot of the video packages they played on this Dynamite, to be honest. Um, but yeah, no, Eddie Kingston, man. What a real wrestler. I'm so fucking yep. excited for him to walk around defending this triple crown. I hope he defends it in New Japan as well. Like, just just go everywhere with it. Do everything you can with it. Like, go balls to the wall because he deserves it. He's proven that he is, like, one of the main characters of AEW and they should treat him like that. So, shut up, Mackie. Big fan. Big fan. Big fan. Huge fan. Big fan. Uh, big fan of Daniel Garcia as well in this pre-tape promo that he cut on uh, Swerve Strickland, of course, who is main eventing with uh, later on in the show. Uh, mm-hmm. Talking about how you know Big Swerve talks about big pressure and this and that, but you know what you, what what happens when someone doesn't fold under pressure and they keep on coming and coming, and you know, uh, you know, a pretty, a pretty standard promo really in terms of content, you know. Good promo, Daniel Garcia. Very good at pre-tapes, getting better at just talking in a lot of interviews and stuff as well. There was a, uh, there was a, he did like an interview with Renee, which is on social media at the moment, which is really good. Everyone should check out. Uh, but yeah, Garcia is just, he just keeps kind of like getting better, you know. Um, even though, even over like the past year or so, when he hasn't been used like that greatly up until like the Continental Classic. Um, He's still better now than he was this time last year yeah. as like a talent yeah. and skill set was because he's, he's just a really great talent, uh, Charlie. I know you're. I know, we're all yeah. big fans of Garcia, but yeah. he's even as a character. Like I said, this was obviously a pre-tape promo, but he's just he's yeah. making steps in the right direction, isn't he? He sure is. I'm really happy for him that he's still being like a main focus post uh, Continental Classic. I was a little bit worried that they were just going to slip up again and he was just going to fade into doing stupid fucking nothing against 2.0, but I didn't need any more of those six month tags. I I realised the way I was phrasing out that it was coming up very, very spiteful, but um, you're right. Yeah, no, it's true. But he deserves to be in the position he's in, man. Like he's you can tell just how hard he's worked it's like to get here and he's improved massively like throughout his time in AEW and like even during the Continental Classic, week on week you could see it. Like he's great. I'm very happy for him. He is he is great. Um but yeah, two point the two point one stuff obviously you want to see kind of move on to bigger things, you know. Yeah. I, I will say 
Uh, this kind of like this dynamic recently with Matt Menard, where he's it's kind good, of like yeah. he's like the coach. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's... he's like the corner man. He, he does pop with quite a lot. And this is one of those things that's kind of hard because I don't know what he wants to do as a talent, but I would actually have him not wrestle while he's playing that role. Yeah. Because I think the audience likes him, but the only way for him to be a wrestler is to be an absolute goof, which there's there's space for, but not while – you can't do both to me, you know, right, like at the same time. Yeah. I think the story to tell with those guys is Menard basically realising that you know, his day has come and gone as a contender. He could have been a contender, right? Well, he could have been a somebody. Him giving that promo to Daniel Garcia and being like, it goes really quick. I'm nearly 40 now, you know, like, and I made it to the dance too late. I think it could be very powerful. I think yeah. their chemistry and their dynamic is actually like really cool. Um, and I would go fully into that and tell that story and kind of yeah. explain why, beyond the fact that they're friends and he kind of sees them as his mentor why it means so much to Matt Menard to get a Daniel Garcia to the promised land, you know, like to do what he couldn't do to kind of live through him. I think that's a great story. And I think he could actually pull it off, but if you're going to do that, you have to, you know, he can't be getting cursed by Dan house and on rampage or whatever. So there's a story to tell there, but um, nice promo from Danny. I mean, he still finds himself as a promo, but he's got way better as you, as you both mentioned. And they're telling his, you know, they're giving him a, a direction now and an arc and something to build towards. It's very, very encouraging as a big fan. So uh, I'm excited because a few months ago it was looking a little bit spooky on the Garcia front. So I'm happy. Good stuff. Encouraging stuff. Uh, next up, Orange Cassidy successfully defends the international title versus Dante Martin. A very perfectly good match. Um, and yeah, man, Dante Martin looking good. Of course, he hasn't been back too, too long. Um, yeah, man. Uh, Lots in Dante Martin get these chances in single spots. And Orange Cassidy, of course, as always, he always has good performances. He's a very sound and good wrestler, but it's just it's hard, it's hard to really lock in on these international title yeah. chances now. You know? Yeah. Good match, though, wasn't it, Joe? Yeah, it was decent. I just couldn't quite get into this. Like, I thought yeah. it, was, it was... And... I think part of it is, unless it's someone that's really aggressive, I'm not a huge fan of, like, Orange working a babyface match. Yeah, I, I think Orange is best, against you know, with a clear heel opposite him. Um, a babyface match, with, like, when he did with Brian Keith, it was different because Brian Keith, worked, like, his style is just naturally aggressive, right? But it was still a nice match. I think Dante's looked really good since he came back, which is wild considering, you know, the injury he sustained. But, um, yeah, it was decent. I, I think... We kind of touched on it earlier, right? We're already to move on from this chapter of Orange's time. Like, I think it's, you know he's got other things to do, and I'd like to see him get involved in like, you know, some some big time feuds that even not about belts that are just personal conflicts. So, yeah, I'm ready yeah. to move on. But it was a nice match. Yeah, Dante looked promising, didn't he, Charlie? And obviously, Orange Cassidy's Orange Cassidy. Yeah, it was it was a good TV title defense, but you can say that about literally almost every Orange Cassidy match last year, which is crazy. He's had he the he had that belt for most of 2023. Like there was like 36 days that he didn't have it, which is nuts. So I'm very ready for a new champion. Nothing against him. I love Orange Cassidy. I want him to be doing something cool in AEW, but the international belt is not it anymore, I'm afraid. Not that I don't think the international belt isn't cool. He just doesn't need it. He's 
very much moved past it at this point. But yeah, Dante looked great in this. I kept waiting for him to make a tag, which I think is why I couldn't really get into it like as much as I wanted to. And that's nothing against Dante as a single rest singles wrestler. I think he can do well at that. But I'm I'm so used to seeing him in these six mans again already, like in the tag matches already that I was like When's he gonna tag out? Like, and it's yeah. nothing against him. Genuinely, it's just my perception of wrestling <laughs> sometimes. Yeah, it's fair. It's fair. Hundred percent. And uh, yeah, man. Uh, after the match, very fired up about this. You know. Oh, speaking of tag team. private party, are back. Mark Quinn, as well. He's back. He missed the entirety of twenty twenty three, if I'm not mistaken. So it's really cool to see him back now, back on TV as well. Private party back, reunited, full entrance, everything, bouncer included. Uh, they don't call them bouncers in the US, do they? What do they call them? I don't know. Security guard. I was going you know, to say something. Club security. Like I don't know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> the red velvet rope, you know, shots, shots, everything. Um okay. But yeah, they, they made a mission statement as well. You know, they're, they're back. And, um, you know, tag, tag division looking like a... Gained a very, very, very nice asset back here, didn't he? The tag division, Charlie. I could see you smoking already. <laughs> so ready for it. This was... Bro, private party, man. They beat the box and then it was never capitalised on. And it is something that I really resent from a early AEW because of they, like... They're a good tag team. Like, they were back then, and I'm very excited to see, what, like, what they can do in the ring now, especially because of, obviously, we haven't seen Mark Quinn wrestle in, like, fucking a year, year and a half or something dumb. Like, but Isaiah Cassidy, man, he got real good under the Hardys. So, yeah. I'm, I'm very, very excited for them. And they got such a nice reception as well. Like, they got the welcome back chant, which was really lovely. And they name-dropped the Bucks. I would love to see that rematch. I want to see him against the Lucha Bros Again, I think they had a match before. Someone will correct me if I'm wrong. I want to see him against Ozzy O, but I just want to see him wrestle and get a substantial push because I really do think they could be tag champions this year and have a really great run. I'm a big fan of Private Party. I really am. I really like him as well. I always found it very unfortunate, like the string of Mark Quinn injuries and just kind of their momentum in general, just dramatically kind of like slowing down and... You know, I get a few pops of seeing Cassidy still on TV with like Matt Hardy and whatnot, yeah. you know, and it was cool to see him still being utilised and not just kind of sitting at home, you know, because he's a talented guy. Like they both are, but, you know, like, like I was just saying, it's kind of, it was a shame to kind of see how, like, you know, how irrelevant they became to the AEW's product. Yeah. So hopefully now, boom, they're back, they're back in and they can be winning, you know, big profile matches like Charlie mentioned. They beat the books once upon a time, so... You know, big fan of you. A fan of private party, Joe? I am. Yeah, I always felt like they had like a lot of potential, but as you mentioned, the string of injuries. They're obviously they've been there for much longer, but they're kind of um, similar to top flight in that sense, right? Where it's like, yeah. God, if they didn't have bad, like, wouldn't have any luck at all. Like, it would be awesome yeah. if twenty twenty four was the year where those two teams were central to the tag division mm-hmm. um, after kind of years like waiting for that. So, yeah, I'm very hopeful. Um, Quinn. You, like everyone needs to give him some time because of how long he missed. Yes, but he definitely will have some catching up to do in general because Isaiah Cassidy, I like, was kind of starting to come clearly the, you know, the, the stronger worker of the team before. So hopefully, they kind of it's a difficult balance because I want them to be pushed, but I also think they need to like 
give Quinn some time, you know, like give him some time where it's not immediately on like, you know, a 15 minute match on dynamite, you know, like build up to a little bit. Um, Because there's no rush here, right? Like if they're, if they're back, let's get moving, but let's also give him time to get, to get in rhythm. So um, positive on this, like this team, pop me huge when they said the Young Bucks, FTR, or even the Hardys. I know why, mm-hmm. because, mm-hmm. you know, Zay's been with the Hardys, but God, the reaction to the Watch Hardys was funny. funny. So yeah. Funny. He's like, the Young Bucks, FTR, and yeah, even the Hardys. He's like, oh, shit, they're going for the Hardys? Again, I get it, <laughs> but it was funny. Um, yeah. Hey, I really did a hell of a job here. Great reaction, as you both mentioned. Super happy for them. I'm glad they brought them back on Dynamite, but honestly, they could really benefit from doing a few Ring of Honor matches as well. Because yeah. if you like, they've got like some pretty cool teams on Ring of Honor at the moment, and you can bring external teams for them to like experiment with. And I think that's a good way to get uh, Mark Quinn some reps before they like really right. push him on TV again. I would probably what I would what I think I would do is on Dynamite give them like profile pieces about like you know the Quinn's road to recovery their story in mm-hmm. AEW thus far four years ago we beat the Young Bucks and we've been waiting to 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 kind of um capitalize and so on and so forth on our potential give them maybe some like you know five to six minutes squash you know enhanced matches on Dynamite and then on a Rampage or a Ring of Honor you let them have longer matches until you're confident Quinn looks like he's he's sharp they're on point I, I think there's there's ways to give them in-ring reps the way we're discussing while keeping them featured on the TV show, right? That's key. They can't vanish after this segment. No, they can't just disappear no. immediately. So you need to kind of strike that balance here. But I'm super thrilled for, for Quinn to be back and just for them to be back together yeah. because clearly we all think they're very capable, right? So hopefully it works out this time. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully. We've definitely got our fingers crossed anyway because, as we've all said, we are, we are a fan. The tag division, it might be back. Hopefully. Hopefully. God bless. It was brutal, but we made it. <laughs> a bit tough, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, anyway, next up, AW Dynamite. Tony Storm backstage interview with Renee. And uh, Tony Storm, hilariously, she thinks that they're in New York, but she found out that they're in New Jersey. And she's not happy. She's asked if she's going to be watching Ryan May's upcoming match, and she hilariously as well just kind of can't watch wrestling. You know? <laughs> Real. But yeah, Tony Storm on the show, you know, they've, they've got to get her in, you know. Um, mm-hmm. Of course, especially ahead of Mariah May's debut, which is later in the show. And uh, yeah, Tony Storm being Tony Storm, I guess. Um, Hus Black did the tape promo, getting very personal with FTR, how they're going to embarrass them in North Carolina, somewhere very special to them in front of the family, in front of the children. Uh, if Cash has found anyone that will love him in front of them too. Um, but yeah, Joe, they're trying to cut deep on Dax on Cash, man. That's Bro, the finish of this match is a lot to be fucking hilarious. Like, you know they're going to do something. <laughs> this is going to be quite the deal because I think they're going to have like Malachi getting spooky with Dax's family. I and I don't know. I think I actually liked the choice. At first, I didn't get why it wasn't on the pay-per-view because I think we can all agree <laughs> that show was a little light on like good mid-card wrestling. <sighs> Um, yeah, but then I saw it was in North Carolina. I was like, actually, that may be a better call. Gives this more space as its own thing on there. I'm not sure how it will go. Uh, I didn't love the CMFTR House of Black Trios match. 
But I think there's a chance this is really damn good. Malachi at this point, I don't even know what like you, you're getting with him because he's he's just seems so inconsistent to me. Yeah. But you know, Bud Matt is pretty reliable in terms of bumping hard and kind of bringing it in physicality. So yeah, I, I think this should be good, and I think the finish will be hilarious. So something to look forward to about on Worldwide. <laughs> Can't wait for the 26 brother. minute TV main event. It's definitely oh. gonna be long, yeah. It's definitely gonna be yeah, long. Yeah, it's, it's you gotta, long. You gotta let if Dax is if Dax is gonna wrestle, put his body on the line, you know? Don't make it worth uh, it. In shot in North Carolina, I think it will be and the heat will be good for this, so we'll see. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I am cautiously excited for this match because Listen, man, I still believe Malachi can be something. Like, I've never given up on it, really. Very still talented. Old. He's still over. Yeah. Still over, He's very still talented. He's, and he was so good for so long. And then something happened. Yeah. I don't really anymore, but um, I'm hoping. They seem to have a chip on their shoulder about this match. Like, just with the way they're doing sure. the promos and that sort of thing. The, back, the fact that it's booked in North Carolina. I think mm-hmm. people are going to be surprised by it. Someone in chat just told me to please give up. God bless. Um, <laughs> well, if it helps, I'm still like the Buddy Matthews guy. So, you know, he, yeah. he's very good. You, well, are you aware that. that Buddy is, uh, he has said that Dax was the guy who like really clued him in on tag team psychology in NXT. And so mm-hmm. here they are in 2024, which legitimately is like a decade after this. Wrestling, oh, wrestling a tag hell. team main event. So I think these guys are gonna. I think Charlie was right to say that like they, there's a chip on their shoulder. I think they're gonna try and kill it. That may result in a worse match. I'm hoping. It may. Yeah. Mm. And they, they kind oh. of need to just be a little sloppy about it. I'm not. Oh, I'm optimistic. Yeah, I'm optimistic. We'll see how it plays out. You know, the spirit of collision. Glad as you know that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, all right, next up, Swerve Strickland backstage interview, kind of like a mission statement, just reiterating that he's coming for the title. Of course, he was still talking. He was also mentions his upcoming match with Daniel Garcia in a main event. But yeah, he's coming for the belt, man. He's coming for the belt. We all know this lot. Um, but yeah, it's good stuff. Of course, he delivered it great because, you know, he's a, he's a good talker. Uh, Mariah May defeats Queen Aminata in her AW in-ring debut. And it wasn't too long, but did what they needed to do out there. Absolutely, Mariah May. Uh, yeah, they, they kind of whacked each other a bit. I was really impressed by Queen Aminata's comeback. Um, yeah. Before Mariah May, you know, she hits a sling blade and then she gets the win. Um, but yeah, I thought I thought there was you know encouraging signs. It was a nice it was a nice debut for her. And if you wanted it, this it was a, you have to say it's success. I got my words on. Sure, you have yeah. to say it was a success. Yeah, um, was what I was trying to say. Excuse me, um, but yeah, Mariah May she looked pretty decent. I was actually probably more impressed with Queen Aminata, to be honest, <laughs> which She's probably wasn't, <laughs> which probably yeah. wasn't the intention. I'm not saying he's to like have a shot or dig up Mariah May or anything like that. It's just me being honest and we're doing a review, you know. Um, but yeah, Mariah May looked. Mariah May also looked good, and I thought they achieved in making her look good in her debut. It's just that Queen yeah. Aminata also very much caught my eye in a big way. Like I've seen her wrestle before, of course, but I thought she definitely made the most of her opportunity here on national TV. Um, Charlie, mm-hmm. was you impressed by? Uh, was you impressed at all by Evolve? I was. I was impressed by both of them. I, I think Queen Aminata 
get her signed, bro. If she ain't signed, sure. she yeah. is someone that like they would very much benefit from having in division in the in the division more because she's a different character. She can work that like more hard hitting style, which let's be real, the division has been lacking, and it benefited greatly for Mariah because of like they've both wrestled in Japan, Mariah more so than uh, Queen Aminata, but. They they were throwing bombs in this match. Like they were hitting each other. Like it was great to watch, honestly. I was very impressed. They did a lot with the time that they had, I think. And they made an impression. So that is genuinely all you could hope for when you put two women in a position like this. Like that aren't um as familiar to the AEW crowd. Yeah, man. Uh, encouraging signs, Joe Hall, but yeah, this was a really good start from Mariah. I mean, I agree with you both on I mean, She should be signed. I think we kind of felt that way beforehand, but she looked really good here. Um, Mariah May had, like, her opening... Uh, before they went to the break, I think they went to the break. I'm pretty sure I may misremember. I apologise, folks. But she had that sequence where she had, like, the front drop kick, mm-hmm. and it had, like, a real snap. And you could mm-hmm. see her... Like visually, you could see her kind of like exhale, like I'm gonna be okay. It's still a wrestling ring, right? Like there's nerves that come with that stage, but I wish she really did a great job of just like that's a tough deal. Like it's one thing to debut on national TV, but it's another thing to do it as a like character and someone that's been given some lead up. So I wish she did a hell of a job. And um, credit to the agent on this, I thought. Like, yeah, yeah. I thought this was the right length. I think the I, I definitely like. I think Aminata kind of, you know, shine more than maybe they even cared to, you know, intended her to. That was the benefit of the match, right? They gave it enough yeah. time to be a real match, and then it actually became quite good. So, yeah, this was uh, oh, this was really positive, and with what followed it, which we'll get to in a second, I've always was like, you know, I never, you don't carry away with all this division stuff because it's been it's been forty years at this point, so this is what it is, what it is. But yeah. this was definitely a moment to go like that felt good, right? That was that was encouraging. We use that word a lot tonight, so very snappy. Uh, sharp match here. I thought I liked it. Yeah, it was yeah, a good so... placement on the show as well. Yes, like I, they put it yes. in the right place. I feel. Yeah, yeah there was a lot. There was a lot to there was a lot to like, especially if she was going mm-hmm. into it hopeful that Mariah May would look good in the day because she did. Um, but yeah, after the match, you know Mariah May, yeah, she t- she tells the crowd that she hopes Tony Storm was watching wherever she is, and uh, then she kind of done the you know. Uh, shitting on the hometown, shitting on New Jersey, which prompted Diana Perrazzo to come. It wasn't quite her AEW debut. She's been on AEW before, but obviously this is a bigger deal because she's all elite now. Diana Perrazzo is all elite. She comes out, she gets a really good reaction. Um, but yeah, she she comes out, she comes out there, issues. I guess some sort of warning to Tony Storm. Ryan May tries to attack her. Perrazzo. Kicks with a big boot, gets her out of there, and uh, successful debut. I thought it was uh, it hit as much as it needed to, mm-hmm. in the sense of like it came out. She got a pop. Um, I thought it was well placed to get a pop as well. Of course, with it being in New Jersey, and um, you know, look, they, they, they made a deal of it, but you know, obviously, it's not like. You know, Mercedes coming in, for example, you mm-hmm. know, and she's you, you know, there's already kind of I've used this word a lot, there's always, but it is the first dynamite of the year, mission statement mm-hmm. in terms of mentioning Tony. So, also, I think Diana Prazo could be quite the successful sign in Charlie. What do you think? Um, 
yeah, I agree. This was like a pretty successful debut for her. Um, I think she did a really good job with it as well. Like she was pretty concise in like why she was here. She made it very clear that she's going straight for the top title, which is always nice. Um, I'm not too familiar with her work. I've had opinions told to me of what she's like, but I'm going to reserve judgment. Um, but I do hope that they don't just throw her into a prominent position and then she's just cycled into the mid card. I hope that they do have a plan and that she's going to like be a big impact for the, I didn't mean that as a pun, but um, a big impact for the um, division because she has just come from impact and she was a big deal there. So She was, she was. Yeah, Joe Hall, but she's made the jump. She's made finally the jump. did it, bro. I got a prediction right. Note on the calendar, folks. I called it on one of the hundred shows I did in the last couple months. I was I was bullish on this. Montgomery and Ibu of WrestlePurious pushback. Never doubt old Joe Burr. He knows what he's talking about when it comes to predictions. So um, I'm actually a fan. I, I like the honors mm-hmm. work quite a bit. I think she's going to need to make like adjustments in terms of for these crowds, figuring out like her kind of her sharper, um, you know, the stuff that she has that can kind of get can wow the people a little more psychologically. Though I have always thought her work was on point, and like she's a very smart wrestler, so uh, I like Diana quite she's a bit. Good. Yeah, I was super super happy for her here yes. because you could tell she was like both nervous, but also I thought she was like blown away by the response. She seemed super emotional, right? Like I think. Mm-hmm. TNA, she had a great run in TNA. She's a good example of the, like like the actual positive role that promotion serves in terms of like being a yeah, place where 100%. people can rehab themselves and find themselves. She's been there. She was there for like what three and a half years. Um, but we have to be honest, it's not a huge place in terms of exposure. So to get that reaction, I imagine, was really fulfilling and, and kind of validating. The promotion helped, right? This is what we're talking about. Creative should assist the talent. What a perfect spot for her. Hometown, heel talking shit about the hometown. Wrestling isn't rocket science. Very familiar formula, but it worked. So, um, yeah, all things considered, I thought this was like a super success and the big boot looked pretty cool too. So, big thumbs up happy for the honor. Yeah, good. very happy for her. She, like you said as well, she seems very, very blown away and happy to be uh, to be in AEW. So, happy days. Uh, I guess it's right time to touch on this too. So, digital $2. Does AEW have the best women's division in the US? Uh, he then goes on to name Diana, Mariah, Tony, Stat, Rosa, Deeb, Riho, Willow, Athena, Billy. Um, I'd have to say no, pretty confidently as well, to be honest. Um, because if we go like pre- if you if we're just talking like kind of talent roster, if you go premier talent for premier talent, you've got like I wouldn't class like because we was just praising it. I think Diana's really good, but I wouldn't class her as like a premier talent of a division. Do you know what I mean? Uh, same with Mariah May, same with Billy Starks, Athena. He's been on Ring of Honor as much as I love her. She's arguably the best women woman in the US at the moment, but it's not AEW's women's division. She hasn't competed on it in how long? So mm-hmm. you know, then like on the WWE side, you got Becky, Bianca, Charlotte, Rhea, uh, EO, Kyrie's just came in. Um, you know, then there's other people as well, but you could, I guess you could slide in Bailey, Asuka, you know, you can keep going with, um, yeah. in terms of talent roster. But to be fair, a lot of people who would like, a lot of people would make the excuse for AEW's women's division saying that they haven't got like the talent 
I always thought that was bullshit. And obviously, even more so now with Diana's in, Mariah's in. Um, these are people that you can build around. I know I said Billy's not a premier talent, but she should be on the trajectory yeah. that she's on. Same with Mariah and Diana. There's absolutely a chance that could come to fruition as well. Um, obviously, Thunder Rosa, like you mentioned, she's obviously a big star that went away, came back in a feud that wasn't quite main event or coming back for the title. She never lost, but hopefully she can get to like that point again, you know? Um but yeah, I think they've definitely got the pieces. It's just how they put them in play. And if you've got, if you have someone like Mercedes coming to spearhead it, it just gives you more of an opportunity to put these pieces in play more productively. Yeah. So um, that's a good squad, man. Like when I is, first read the super chat, I was kind of like, I don't know. I'm, and I'm not saying that it's true. I, I honestly have a do as well. Like, but yeah, like that is a. This is look. I, I again, I'm kind of hesitant because it's like such a familiar topic, but. Especially with who we think may be coming in. This year is like it's now or never, right? Let's be real. Yeah. Like like if it if it isn't gonna happen now, I it's I don't think it's gonna happen because yeah, that that squad plus with the name that's kind of looming. I don't, I love the one I'm not saying her now, like she's I'm like scared <laughs> the to say her name. Man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so it's it's all on creative, I think, at this point, right? That's, yeah, that, that's a, that, I think that's always been the the main I, thing, we've, really, we've because they've got, got the pi- yeah, because it's like, yeah. they've got the pieces in place. Like in terms of talent, like I would say, like yeah, Willow is probably in that like premier bracket, but it's not like that's been you know conveyed to us as an audience by AW. Do you know what I mean? Like that isn't <laughs> how they've been dealing Look, with man. it, except for when she won the Owen. So it's like, yeah, you know, it's, they've it's... got the they've got the pieces. I don't think they've quite got the. You know, they haven't quite got the gold that WWE have, but obviously, you know, there's been a lot of investment from WWE in that sense. Yeah. But, you know, so Charlotte, Charlotte's just made, like, what, you know, if you're making guesses, anything between, like, fucking four to six million dollars a year or whatever it is, yeah. you know. Um, the and obviously the time they've put into it. Like, mm-hmm. Billy Starks is a perfect example of build it. Like, you have to commit, right? Look what they just did with yeah. Billy and Ring of Honor. We've never had... Unless I'm mistaken, we've never had a story like that on on AWTV with women. And it's like it's a small, it's you know, it's not got a big um, audience watching. I understand that, but I do think if you just watch the content itself, you can see with a clear creative direction, you can do an awful lot with talent, even if they're not necessarily ready. So, yeah, this is the year. If it's gonna if it's gonna happen, it feels like it's gonna happen pretty damn soon here. Yeah, do agree. Yeah, there's always gonna be people that you can use, like even WWE, as much as like. Um... As much as you can say that, like they've been more productive with how they've put the women in recent years, it's like they've still got women that they could use. But it's like Mia Yim, oh, bro. Sure, like yeah. Mia Yim is, she's she's class, mate. You know, she <laughs> is. She's pretty good. And, her, you know, her impact she's... run was so fun. Like yeah. I watched a lot of her matches from because it was like six months, but she killed it there. Honestly, Naomi's mm-hmm. coming back reportedly. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, for um, real. To so WWE, uh, he's going back, right? Is what you're saying? Yeah, yeah, that's what's the, that's that's what uh, that's what Impact and WWE sources told Fightful Select yeah. a day or two ago. Yeah, Trinity, Naomi, Trinity Fatu, whatever you want to call her. Uh, getting ready to fill the glow again, John. Getting ready. I'm in. I'm, I'm in. in. Like, yeah, hundred yeah. <laughs> percent. Julia's probably going to be coming in, especially. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
judging off this morning. Um, so yeah, man. Beauty of us, Trinity could be. That could be quite That's the match. Right, so yeah, both companies have stacked rosters. Like I said, WWE probably more so, but AEW definitely have the pieces in pieces to be able to like make a really, really great women's division. I think so. Mm-hmm. Hopefully they do it. Hopefully they do it because, as Joe said, if it's not now, probably never. And I'm not saying yeah. fold the division, but you know, it just <laughs> like, is. Um. Yeah, because my my optimism is my optimism for the women's division has not been uh, very strong in quite a while, to be honest. Uh, but obviously this, this Mercedes thing looming is game changer. It's, it's yeah. a complete game changer. It you know, changes so. the entire conversation. And every talent is now like reappraised as a potential Mercedes opponent. Right? Like, let's be honest. That's what we've we've all looked at that roster at some point over the last week and been like, okay, who is the who are the ones they need to really get ready for? Because that's the key now. It's yeah. like there are talents that have not been used well enough that now you have a clear reason you need to elevate them because they're a money match, potentially if done correctly with Mercedes. It's an, it's like adding an MVP candidate to your to your squad, you know? Like it's it's big. Again, it hasn't happened yet. That's why I've like said her name twice while talking about it for the last 20 minutes. But um, it should change everything. If it doesn't, we're going to have a lot to talk about in the coming weeks and months. Yeah, hopefully, though, because I am. Um... Like, when it comes to women's wrestling, like I do understand that like US women's wrestling is not at the level of like Joshi, like, you know, the stardom pay per view main events are kind of on like a planet of their own when it comes to like match quality and stuff like that. And also just kind of like the depth. To kind of like the characters and stuff like that, right. um, but I'll just I don't know when US when US women's wrestling not really hits like you know um, whether that would like Bianca versus Sasha or the man with Becky Lynch or even like Charlotte versus Rhea at Mania, you know mm-hmm. like it is genuinely like one of my favorite things in all of wrestling, you know, but. Hopefully, hopefully AEW can produce some stuff like that. You know, yeah. um, yeah. God, I can't wait for Jamie Hayward to come back. Yep, yeah, that's a huge. She one. has been missed. The idea of again, I'll, I'll say the name, folks. There, I'll do mm-hmm. it. The idea of Mercedes Monet wrestling Jamie Hayward at Wembley Stadium is big business. I'd Very big business. Special. That's big business. Like the atmosphere for that, and the way that Mercedes would have fun with the atmosphere and play into the atmosphere. You, I think you're talking about something special there. You know, like that was like one yeah. of the first graphics that people threw around when um, All In was announced last year, like back in like April of last year when it was first announced. Yeah. That was like one of the first matches. Like people went to that. People went to. Like Punk vs Kenny and FTR Bucks, those were the three mm. matches that people were like, okay, this is all in. Like this is what we want. So if we mm. if we finally get that match, man, it would be mm. something special. There's a lot to look forward special. to potentially, maybe, potentially, maybe, maybe. Yeah. maybe. allegedly, yeah, <laughs> assumably, <laughs> possibly. Someone, <laughs> I can't remember who it was, but someone's posted a cryptic tweet of a picture of a, a fucking Mercedes Benz and a pile of money. So it was like one of the, it was like John Alba or someone like that. If it was him, yeah, no, it was him. Was I remember now. 
Yeah, Andrew yeah, Zarin. I know it was one of the ones that I'm not very familiar with. I don't know why yeah. Alba was the one that came to mind, but yeah, no, it was Andrew Zarin. So shout out John Ooh. Alba. No, yeah, shout out John Alba. Late night grim legend John <laughs> Alba. Shout out to him. Oh, but yeah, man. <laughs> all in all, I hope that this is a positive sign for the women's division. That is the main yes. takeaway from this. Absolutely. Hi, right, moving on. Uh, Christian Cage in ring promo. This, uh, <laughs> this popped me quite a lot because Christian Cage gets away with doing... I think you mentioned this. I don't know if it was on one of these podcasts or somewhere else I've seen you on, but like, Christian Cage gets away with like doing... Like, he, he gets away with doing like these live segments that like conceptually like are absolutely awful, you know? Like Shane yeah. Wayne live mic time in the ring and shit. Like, do you know what I mean? He's, like, yeah, he's but he pulls it off, Joe. Every time, bro. <laughs> this one was, again, like, it's total heel bullshit and shit, but he is so good. What was the line? He said it a couple of times, but his delivery this time of the Nick Wayne thing was fucking hilarious. His pride and joy. Yeah. <laughs> Nick Wayne. Nick Wayne standing there with like this like sheen grin, like yeah, you know, like it was uh yeah, this was awesome. It's yeah. again, it's you know, you, to be fair, it's Ivan was the one who said it first on Worldwide. He was like, he does stuff that's like kind of like in any other hands would be awful probably, but like it's it's awesome because of course. Um and the thing too is you always know where he's going. Like you could see from a mile away what he was gonna do with the Luchasaurus thing, right? You knew he was gonna yeah. do that. And the the thing that popped me was sorry, the kill switch thing. Um that's gonna take a while. But he turns to kill switch and he's like he starts doing it and kill switch like revs himself up because he's gonna get praised by Papa Christian. <laughs> like, <laughs> and incredibly, and this is one of those things where it's almost too it's almost too good for its own good. Is there chanting Luchasaurus? Yeah. And he's going to do this so well that he's going to convince them they want to see this Luchasaurus thing yeah. as a singles baby face run. And all I could think while I was watching it, this guy, he's he's so – and as soon as – you know what's going to happen. They're going to have a match. It's going to be really heated. It'll probably be good. And as soon as it ends, we're going to be sitting on these shows going – why the fuck is Luchasaurus singles baby face? <laughs> but it's going to be because he's that good at what he does. So Christian Cage is a wizard. He's in Ungani Bell. Absolute class. So special. He, he just did not, he didn't even acknowledge like Copeland defeated him for the title, nope. you know, and how it all played out, you know, Luchasaurus, kill switch, sorry, you know, he cashed in his contract while handing it to Christian Cage. <laughs> And, uh, you know, obviously that was the point by him not thanking him, you know, but it's just, yeah. you know, he says he's done with Adam Copeland. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if that's going to be the case, you know. You've got to do a cage match, bro. Have yeah, to do a cage still... match. Mm. Like... I, just, I... I don't know. I don't know how. I don't know. I don't know why. But I do know why because of obviously history between parties involved but just I feel like Jack Perry is gonna make he, he's looping. I really he do should, feel like he's he looping. Be. That's awesome. Like Christian doing a promo like accepting him back in the family is fucking incredible man. Like and it lets him kind of it lets Jack like get back involved without being put in a role where he's like kind of positioned mm-hmm. to foul, you know? And then you mm-hmm. can do what you want to do with him after that. 
I've liked that for a while, that idea. Um, it feels like the next Coke match should probably be the blow-off, though, so you might want... I don't know when you do it, but... Yeah. I mean, Christian and Jack could have some pretty sweet tag matches also, to be fair. There's some different things you could do with that, but nonetheless, I agree. It's a You'll good get idea. Jack Perry teaming with Nick Wayne. And you yeah, that's what I think they will do. But, like, even if not as an... I don't... You know, Christian shouldn't be in, like, a full-time team at this point unless he's doing yeah. the run with Copeland, but... Like some big matches as a team, I think could be pretty cool. Yeah. So, yeah. Do agree. Could be pretty funny if they just put them back together. I wouldn't hate yeah. it. I genuinely would not hate it at this point. Because, like, if you if you just bring Jack Perry back, like, just as himself, well, yeah. what's he going to do? Like, in the current state of the division, like, singles, like, even if you try and put him in a tag team, like, I don't it's really see tough. It's the thing with Jack is I like Jack Perry as a talent and I thought he was really like a, a pretty damn good baby face. Mm-hmm. But you know, the heel term was, you know, it was it uh-huh. wasn't the in ring so much as like he just didn't seem to know what he wanted to be as a personality as a heel, yeah. right? Like he was like four different things at once. <clears throat> it was just it wasn't natural. So the question really is, do you just revert him back to what he was basically as a baby face, or do you try a new thing as a heel? Um I don't know. I, what I would avoid is I wouldn't put him in like a big role immediately because I just think that, to me, yeah. that's like, you know, setting him up to fail. Yeah, yeah, give him something that he can just slot into and then in six months get to something more. If you want to push him again, do that then, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Outcast backstage interview. Um, you know, Harley Cameron obviously helped him win, helped Ruby win last week. Uh, Soraya saying that, you know, Harley Cameron, you should trust her. She can be one of us in the outcast. She'll do anything for us, blah, blah, blah. Harley Cameron's going along with it. Maybe a bit too much. Soraya says that when Ruby finally walks away, Soraya says that Harley may be blowing their cover. I'm not sure what's going on here. It's all a bit, uh, I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, um, to catch the buzzers, I'll be adding. Saying on TV, you may be blowing our cover is crazy, bro. <laughs> this wasn't even like an invisible camera thing where it was backstage. Like, this was an interview segment. Like, she knew they were on camera, but God bless. God bless. Uh, to catch the defeats, Darby Allen. Um, My God. I'd say this was a great pairing, but it's also just kind of like Darby Allen being Darby Allen. And Takeshita mm-hmm. is, of course, like when when Takeshita is allowed to kind of spread his legs with his like his offense, and really kind of whether that's like whacking people, doing his knees, or just kind of doing I don't know tombstones and fucking suplexes off the top rope, and he's got a really he's got a really great bag when it comes to stuff like that. Um, so yeah, Darby got the shit fucking kicked out of him, like. <laughs> really bad. <laughs> yeah. Darby had a couple, you know, a couple hope spots. He did the coffin drop to the outside, which was cool. He did a really cool dive as he always does. He did a great tope where he ended up at a really, really weird angle by the time he hit Takeshita and yeah. kind of floated on top of him. <laughs> but uh yeah, this this was great. This was a really, really great match. I love this. Uh and it was great to see kind of Takeshita making a big statement on the first dynamite of the year. Uh, because he is someone that, you know, it, um, I think it's very fair to say that they haven't, you know, capitalised on, you know, the wins against Omega and kind of what he's what he did in the summer. So, 
hopefully this statement is a real statement and a yeah. statement of intention of what they're going to do with Takeshita in 2024. Derby Allen, of course. Love Derby Allen. Derby's Derby, man. Um, he, he has been beat a lot over like, the past, what, like 12 months, 18 months. He feels like he's been beat quite a lot. But, um, you know, he's fucking off to go climb a mountain. So, kind of is what it is, you know. <laughs> it's not what you're keeping him strong for. But, you know. Um, great match, though, Charlie. It sure was. I fucking love this. I was very fired up after this match. I, like, made a tweet. I was just like, okay, so you need to put Takeshita against everyone that can sell like this. And, like, I listed off fucking four names. I can't remember who off the top of my head. But the fucking rolling chaos theory on the ramp was nuts like and they really set the tone of the match with that and bro it's just it's just the perfect pairing isn't it because Darby doesn't care he'll just let you ragdoll him and Takeshita is big enough and strong enough to be able to do that sort of thing and it very much did set the tone of what I hope is a very dominant year for Takeshita because bro like he has not been like this heel run has been unfortunate at best um, so I really hope that he gets back on track and has an important year in 2024 because this match, man, it was very much a reminder of who he is as a wrestler, I think. Yeah, man. Uh, really good stuff, Joe. Really good stuff. It was. Um, Charlie, I thought you were going to bring up something that you seemed to <laughs> no, make me laugh. I couldn't and... do it. I couldn't do it. Because... I don't know if you realise what you said, Monty, but you mixed, you mixed phrases and created one of the more insane things ever said what on this platform. So you was, you was torn between saying Takeshita could spread his wings or, or stretch his legs, and you, in fact, said you like when Takeshita spreads his legs, which was fucking was unhinged, and Charlie nearly fell out of her chair laughing so much. And I, was, I thought I said stretch his legs. That's that what you were one. going for, but you know, yeah, it's what it yeah, is. And I, it was, flawed, it, it ha- you know? I've been there. You're at a crossroads, <laughs> you have a door to go through, you, walk, you go in the middle, it's different. Um, I had to bring that up, folks. I'm sorry, but it was too, that was, that was incredible. Charlie that was moment. Couldn't I thought, it was I wild. Yeah. I thought I did very well to keep my composure. You did, that. but <laughs> I saw, I think you know that I saw it too. I mean, I think yeah. you could tell, but uh, nonetheless. Awesome match, right? <laughs> awesome match. I mean, no, someone could have threw a pause in, or you know. I did. I was. I look. I'm just I'm saying. Nothing in the live chat. There's got to be a pause somewhere. There was. There was, and I didn't want to cut live you off. You were, talk, you were talking there about a great match, and I wanted to let you Boris. keep going. And, oh. Um. So awesome match. A lot, yes, you were struggling. Um. Awesome match. The derby is like a. He's like a demon that you use when someone needs like rehabbing or, or kind of mm-hmm. refreshing or waking up in some way. Or to, like Takeshi just had a quiet few months and they threw up a Darby Allen graphic and it was like, oh, he's going to beat the hell out of Darby Allen. You know, like <laughs> it's, it's the easiest formula. There are some great matches that can be dissected and broken down 10 times over. This isn't one of those. This is very simple. Darby Allen gets violently assaulted many, many times within about a 10-minute run time. Takeshita gets a chance to uh, spread his wings and or stretch his legs on offense, and we all have a great time along the way. They actually also got... I mean, I knew Takeshita was going to win. i got to be honest. You know when Darby was getting some of those roll-ups late? I was kind of hoping, like, 
I was like, what if they heat Derby up for a match with a world title match with Joe? You know, I was kind of, I was talking myself into it. You know, when Callis did the thing where he like signaled something to Takeshita? Yeah. I thought for a minute he was going to fuck it up for him because the commentators seemed confused what he was doing. Um, awesome match. Awesome, awesome match. So, yeah. Darby Allen is probably the most consistent wrestler in AEW history. Honestly, yeah. we'll be in real. I mean, that dude's prolific. So, yeah. Yeah, probably. Great is. stuff. Absolutely. Uh, but yeah, Charlie, you enjoy seeing um, Takeshi to spread his legs. Um... <laughs> <laughs> You can now go back when you go back and watch it. Watch Charlie's face, because I always I feel like I, my brain like put together what you said. And I thought he just said that. And I looked at Charlie and Charlie was like this. I was trying yeah. real hard to be professional about yeah. it because I was yeah. like, you definitely did not realize what you said. So I was just gonna no. let it slide. Yeah, wrong power through, man. I don't. You I don't know. I couldn't tell you what I said two minutes ago. Yeah, I've been on for it an hour. Just and half Nodding along anyway. with what you were saying, but yeah. I was like giggling. Your review was... of the match was, I mean, spot on. That's why I didn't cut you off, you know. Yeah, edge boy up though, very funny. Yep. Uh, Don Callis, victory lap backstage. Vitakeshda says it him. Says it Takeshita and Hobbs versus Sting and Derby at Daly's place, and they're gonna make Sting go twenty-five and one. So, praying for our boy. <laughs> Stinger, he's he's exchange with Takeshita on Saturday was has kept me oh. up for the last four nights. I haven't had sleep since. Yeah, hopefully this goes okay. And uh, what do you think the finish is here? Interesting, right? Like, I don't know. Someone's getting pinned. It feels like Thanks, he might David. lose this match. I, I feel like they may lose here. I don't know, Charlie. I can't. Because I don't think Sting's gonna lose his last match, you know. No. So like, it depends what the last match is. Actually, what angle they go with it. For sure, I just think in Greensboro, I think yeah. they're gonna have Sting win his last. I think I could be wrong on that. I don't really have a strong opinion, like whether they should or not. I just think he will. And I just I don't know. Like, do you, this, if again, if it was Fletcher and it would be like they're gonna pin Kyle, but yeah. Hobbs and Takeshita, I'm not sure. I'll probably pin Hobbs. Um... Probably. That also Actually, no, they'll awesome. probably pin to Kesta. They'll probably pin to Just do the thing like Darby gets his win back on yeah, him. Yeah, Darby shit. gets the pin. Yeah. Yeah, they'll probably pin. Yeah. That works. Yeah. I, I think, yeah. I don't think that I think that they're trying to protect Takeshta and Hobbs as much as you may be worrying about. Mm. Yeah, I don't. To be clear, I, I don't like really. Care if Wadge thought it was interesting when he said Hob- pop. <laughs> I was confused when he said that. It <laughs> said the quiet thing out loud there, right? That was one. Yeah. I don't actually give a fuck. I was just. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, uh, Continental Crown number one contenders match. Uh, Trent Barretto gets the win over Vikingo, Brian Keith, Brian Gage. For years. Nice little usage of time. I don't think this really is quite the prestige that Eddie's Triple Crown uh, should be dealt with. But as a match in a vacuum, I've got no complaints, really. I thought Brian Keith had a pretty good account of himself. Brian Cage and Vikingo always look pretty good when they get TV matches. Trent Pereira is wildly consistent as well when he's on TV. So, yeah, not, not nice match, uh, Charlie. 
Yeah, it was a nice little TV match. I didn't honestly think it was anything, like, blow away. Like, there wasn't really anything that stood out to me in this match. Mm-hmm. I did think Brian Keith looked pretty good, and I'm very glad that he is getting TV time in AEW. And you got to think that at this point, he's signed with them, but they just haven't announced it yet. Like, he's been getting fairly big spots, considering, like, the depth of their roster already. Like, there was, there's anyone you could have slid into this sort of match. But he got the spots, so... Um, yeah, Trent winning didn't really shock me, to be honest. I didn't think that it was going to be Vikingo because of the Triple Crown has a new Japan belt in, and he's still with AAA at the moment. So they they did this graphic very, very clever, the way that they announced it, because they were just like, yeah, it's just for the Continental belt. But then they called it the Triple Crown on commentary. It's just like, you're just getting around companies being weird, but it was whatever, to be honest. Um, but yeah, decent little match. I did not need Dan Housen in it. I just, why was he here? Like, I know he's with, like, best friends or whatever, but bro, like, he should be nowhere near a match like this. Like, it is for the number one contendership to Eddie fucking Kingston. Like, what are we doing? Why? Like, it really frustrates me. The Continental Classics just finished, and this is kind of like how we get the first contender for. Yeah. <laughs> for it's, uh, it was very mid card. It's, it's, yeah, it's what Charlie said. It's like, I know she wasn't saying it's put the match down, but she was talking about no. someone being added to the match. She was like, yeah, anyone could have been added to this match. And it was like, yeah, it literally was one of those four yeah. ways. Like, literally anyone on the AW roster could have been in this match, and it would yeah. have kind of like fit. But it's like, you know, I think people were kind of hoping this would be seen as kind of like a. Uh, I don't want to say second world title, but above the I mean, international, yeah. at least above the international yeah. TNT. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah, I don't think this it was is worth kind of it though the... for uh, Eddie on commentary. I think. I mean, yeah, he could have been on a... commentary for any match, couldn't he? Yeah, I was just transitioning to one of the best things on the show, which was when Tony Schiavone, I mean, it was Coke Zero, got knocked over, mm-hmm. which was. Yeah. <laughs> As it soon was... as Eddie sits down, his goal is not to get anything over other than just in the way the announced mm-hmm. <laughs> So, uh, so yeah, no, it was fine having one commentary, but no, I, I agree with you guys completely. I mean, if you had concerns about what this belt is going to be, this did not like, you know, <laughs> this match did not really convince you otherwise. This very much felt like it was just a new, basically, yeah. you know, a second international title, basically, right? In terms of the role, this is if this exact graphic was shown up. Two months ago, I said it's a number one contendership for what belt? You'd have said the international belt, probably, right? Like mm-hmm. that's the way it felt. Now, the real key with this belt is where it does, like, what is it going to do on those New Japan shows, right? Like, what is it going to do outside of AEW? Because that's the thing that should give it some flair and kind of identity of its own. On AEW TV, it's like it's just an it is another belt. There's just many of them to represent that belt. So we'll Amen. see. I know exactly who I want to be Eddie's first um, competitor. What am I trying to say? Yeah, I, I know who I want him to face in New Japan as his first challenger. That's what I was looking for. It there should be go. that Gabe Kid match that we never got because, oh, like, yeah. they he had to pull out of it in April, and Gabe had a like a pretty decent match against Orange Cassidy, who was international champion at the time. So unfair belt comparisons, but yeah, man. Yeah, I think yeah. that is the match that we should be doing. When he on Battle in the Valley, honestly, yeah, that feels like a new Japan, yeah. It feels like I don't know if it'll be that show because it's soon as you said, but that does feel like a new Japan US show main event, right? Gabe and King. Um, I mean, look, 
we talk about it a lot. There's obviously more than enough talent to give Eddie big time matches for this belt. So I haven't my thing is like I don't mind doing these kind of TV defenses. I just hope when we roll around to like pay per views, I hope that it's treated like a again, that's it, not it's a horror, it's a lame phrase, but let's be real, a second world title. We'd rather it be treated that way than a second international title or a second t- you know what I'm saying? So yeah, that's the key to me. And then we had uh, Adam Page. He arrives at the building. He's pissed off. I uh, don't know why he's so late, Charlie. Maybe you've got the answers. Uh, he interrupts a Matt Menard backstage interview. I'm sure he's about to talk about the Daniel Garcia main event, but he doesn't get a chance to because Hangman Adam Page is pissed off. He's looking for a fight, and he's willing to fight anyone who's even looks at him weird. It seems so. Um, mm-hmm. This is this is the element going into. Going into the main event, which is Swell Strickland versus Daniel Garcia. Really, really good main event. Um, Swell Strickland, really, of course. Obviously, I know like, some of the, the, you know, your more typical established AW top stars, like, you know, Brian Danielson and Moxie were, um, were in Japan for Wrestle Kingdom. MJF, of course, is taking some time off. He's injured. Um, Kenny Omega, of course, he's got his health issues, you know. Like, so a lot of the top stars weren't on the show. So I think like Swerve Strickland being in his main event was like a good message from AEW that he is one of those guys, you know. Uh, Garcia as well, of course, it's great to see him. You know, we've kind of already loosely spoke about Garcia a bit earlier on about how we want to see him go on and do more big things and how great of a talent he is and how he's still developing and getting better each time we see him. And this was another example of that. Um, I think Garcia does a pretty good job in... Someone said in a super chat about like, how Brian Danielson has like these special matches, but they're also different, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, he's not Brian Danielson. No, you know, the, the, don't peak, right. the matches don't quite peak the same, but I do really, really appreciate how Daniel Garcia does give you different looks in different matches that he has. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I thought he was really defiant in his first Strickland match, and that seems to be kind of like a tone he's trying to set for 2024. Like, he's not, no, no, he, he would rather die than have another year like he did in 2023. And I think you kind of get that impression through his wrestling because he's beyond his years as an in ring storyteller. I think he's great. Mm-hmm. And I know Swerve is kind of like the the headline coming out of this, especially with the, the angle after. But I'm a big DG fan, you know, I'm a big. Big DG fan, I think. Um, I mean, hopefully he does have a big year in 2024, man. I really am rooting for him. So, But yeah, Swerve looked great as well. Of course, Swerve is, Swerve is on a roll at the moment. And um, really good main event, Joe. Yeah, absolutely. It was, you could definitely see like them figuring out the way they're going to work together right, a little bit early on. You know, it's like, it's kind of a unique styles clash. And also, Garcia is still finding himself as an in-ring babyface, right? Like, he's still figuring that out. And he's getting – to me, he's getting better at that every single week. Uh, and I think this was no different. So, yeah, a good match. And I think, look, from what I could understand, I didn't see a lot about it. But it didn't seem like this rated very well. But I actually, like, as a fan of the show, really appreciated this being the main event. I thought this was, like – it was – it felt fresh – it was a, sh- a show of faith to swerve as a star to be like the A side of a main event like this. And it's one of those things where it's like, look, it may not rate well immediately, but I think these are the kind of sacrifices you have to make, actually. You know, like I think it's kind of training the audience that swerve is that if, if he's wrestling on the show, it's a main event no matter who he's against. Garcia, his reaction, I think, is really, really 
uh, encouraging. Now, obviously, it's a weird one with him because he was super over, what was it, in like late 2022 with the JAS BCC thing. But we have to be honest in saying that, you know, that had been called off dramatically by the time he entered the Continental Classic. He's leaving that tournament getting much stronger reactions. So I think this, the, both these guys were kind of, um, you know, examples of what that tournament, how that tournament helped. Swerve went into it in a good position, but it kept his momentum rolling. So I thought this was a natural follow-up. So, um, yeah, I liked the match, but I almost liked it more as like a, you know, like a signal of things to come. Um, yeah. It was. I thought it was pretty bold, and I appreciate that. Yeah, it was. Uh, I mean, yeah, Charlie. What did you think of the match? I enjoyed it. I feel like because of they were figuring out the way that they would work together, I feel like they could definitely have a better match in the future. Yeah. Like, but that's the case with a lot of like. First, I think this was a first time match in a. It was the first time match in AEW. I think it was just the first time match in general. Like that's always the case with this sort of thing. But um, like I do think that it main event in was like very much a statement to the AEW fan base of like these are guys you need to be watching out for this year. Like these are going to be some of our main players, which is what you would hope for people like Swerve and Daniel Garcia. But um, I really enjoyed the match. I think that like when they really got into it, they worked really well together, and it was just a fun time, man. Like, it was kind of, like, I didn't think that Danny was going to win. Like, it's Swerve is on such a roll right now. It would have shocked he had. But, like, man, like, they just did really well. I think it was a pretty good TV main event. Yeah, it was really good. And, uh, Joe, you mentioned like, how it didn't write well. And, like, in fairness, um, I guess in terms to, like, I guess singularly to like this segment, as in the match of the last fifteen minutes of the show, like every literally every single segment on Dynamite last night went down quarter to quarter, right? Um, in viewership, I think the only thing that actually drew in the eighteen forty nine was Christian Cage. <laughs> um, that <laughs> so you know it's um that way that was it was the trend for the rest of the show for that to be the lowest yeah. rated do you know what i mean it's not like right. it was like it was going down and then it dropped off huge it just kind of continued oh, yeah. I appreciate to and slowly decline throughout the show a good example of why i think this is an important choice is watching the show i was looking at the graphics going what's the main event and when i kind of realized it was swerve i kind of double i kind of doubted that and the reason for that is while we all think Swerve, Swerve is the next world's champion, he's not yet been established, just not because anyone's fault, it's just the way it works, where, like, if he's the star in the match, it's an immediate main event. You know, so, like, in the same way yeah, that, yeah, like, yeah, of if Danielson wrestles on the show, he could wrestle me and it's, like, a feasible main event, right? Yeah. It's like you have, to, you have to make that step and you have to kind of tell the audience that. And in the same way... Look, Garcia, there's a rebuild going on here, right? I mean, it's been, a, you know, the, a lot of the audience is going to see him on a graphic and say, oh, Danny's going to lose the match. And that's okay. You do have to be wary of making that saying that's, like, going to stick with him. You know, yeah. like, after this week, I would not have him lose for a while. No. Um, when I say a while, I mean, like, a month or so. I don't think you need to have him losing on TV much much more consistently than he has been the last couple months. But yeah. um, what do you think, like, the end game would be in an ideal world for Garcia? What's his, like, arc? What's his belt that he may eventually get? What's his thing going to be? Or is it something with Danielson? What do we reckon? 
I, I think Copeland's going to get that TNT belt, but yeah, I'd really TNT, love to. Yeah, yeah. TNT. I, I think yeah. TNT would be. God, seeing like, working with Christian in ring would be awesome, all wouldn't it? If, yeah. if we could do that, it'd be sweet. Yeah. Like, uh, like, Christian trying to play on the fact that no one's really truly looked out for uh, yeah. last year in AEW, like trying to really play on his emotions. Get him in the family. You try yeah. And, like yeah, try and indoctrinate him. Like yeah. I think it could be some really compelling TV, and yeah, like sure. Danny's got the character work to make it work, and Christian's Christian, so yeah. Right. <clears throat> yeah if you if yeah. you try to become a you know confident in ring babyface, who better to work with than Christian, right? Like exactly. I don't know, even a split crowd in that situation. So yeah, yeah. I don't know. I think there's, there's a few different options because they have like eighteen belts, but. That one jumps out to me again. I think it, I don't think it will happen because I think Copeland's going to get that belt, but we shall see. Yeah, and it, it was fair to bring up the rating thing as well because, like you mentioned, it's like um, obviously Swerve was like a part of this match, and Swerve is someone that they have invested in recently. He's a big, big pay per view wins, and he's all over the TV. He's getting promo time. He's getting pre tape time. He's getting it. They invested into him. He's the right. guy. That they've invested into outside of, I guess, the Mac stuff in recent like months. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. um, he would be the person that you'd circle and be like, "This is the person that they've really mostly tried to make a point of pushing, making the next, you know, the next world champion, the next top guy, whatever you want to call it." And um, you know, obviously, people did not, you know, tune in for his main event, right. which you know, it's still like you said, it's still early days and I think you have to kind of stick to your guns with these things. Yeah. And really kind of let it play out before you kind of put a pin in it and be like, okay, this guy's not right. drawing, you know? Um, because it would be way too harsh to even have those kind of considerations at this point in time. But um you know, so far it doesn't seem to have uh I guess last night, you know, next week you could draw a huge quarter. Who knows? Um you know, last night was, uh, like I said, the whole, the whole show was kind of declining and he didn't really do anything to like, bring it back up. But you can't blame him. You can't really right, say yeah. that his push has been a flop because of it because yeah. it's, it's still early days when it's still early days. Yeah, it's but... one week in the first you know leg of this thing, right? Like, yes. It is what it yeah. is. It's, yeah. Yeah. We'll see. But yeah. Don't, don't know what's going on. Uh, a lot of people are very happy with it, especially the AEW faithful, very happy with a lot of things that, was, that they were seeing, even though a lot of the top stars had to miss the show. Which um, I guess from my point of view, not from where I was sitting, it kind of there was I couldn't quite get my teeth really into anything in particular, mm. you know. Although I did enjoy pretty much most of the show, pretty much all the show, really. I don't think I said we anything I didn't about like on the, the, show. the main event, the closing angle. Yes, you're right. Um, Hangman Adam Page, of course. Hangman Adam Page, Swerve Strickland, Hangman. Yeah, you, we, how could I do that to Charlie? Uh, and Adam Page storms out, pissed off after Swerve gets the win. Come face to face, they brawl, and uh, yeah, man, uh, Charlie, pick it apart yeah. for us. <laughs> Bro, they are going to. This is AEW's long term feud. I'm curious that they've gone back to it so soon, but it does kind of feel like. They're going to be having a triple threat with Samoa Joe at Revolution. That is very much what it feels like. They're both gunning. Like, Hang uh, Swerve's gunning for Joe, and Hangman is gunning for anyone that he can pick a fight with. So he's just going to force his way into this, man. And listen, I would rather see the two singles matches, but Swerve and Hangman, there's just something undeniable 
undeniable about these two in AEW. They've got something really special with this, so I'm not mad at them going back to it. Like, Hangman's yeah. got a right to still be pissed off. Like, he like he got absolutely brutalized in his match. Like, I don't know, man. I'm excited about it. I will always be excited about this feud. I think it's something special. They've struck gold here. What do you think, Joe? I'm like more excited about this potential triple threat direction than I mm-hmm. had expected I would be. Um, one of the things I like about it is for all of the devil angles faults, like they actually did forecast this, right? Like they did the thing yes. with hangman. They had to stare down with swerve, even if that was more brief with Joe. And I think it's, I'm not a huge fan of triple threat matches to closing pay-per-views being for the world title, but this one does actually feel like a logical way of doing it in which you're adding another chapter to, as Charlie mentioned, kind of this long-term feud you're building around with Swerve and Hangman. But you're doing it without burning a sink. Because as a singles match, what do you do after that Texas death match? Right? You can't go back to yeah. as a singles for a little bit because God Almighty try to kill each other. Yeah. But this gives you like a kind of middle step. And Joe will give it its own flavor anyway. And I think we'd all like to see Joe, Joe wrestle both of these guys. So, yeah, I think this is... Um, if ever there was a time to do some triple threat pay-per-view main event business, this feels like it. Hmm. It feels like Swerve's going to leave with that belt at the end of this. And I think my general thing on this show was it just felt very like I was very polished. You know, there yeah. have been there was times in AEW TV that I loved where it never felt that. It, at times it was almost that was why it was awesome. Right, it was so chaotic. Yeah. Well, this show had like a real poise and it felt like it knew what it wanted to do. It immediately kind of told you this is where we're headed for the next pay-per-view cycle. They've got two months to, to kind of stretch that out. Like, I yeah, I came out of this very positive on the direction, to be honest. More so than I even anticipated I'd be. I'd be. Yeah, man. Uh, successful Dynamite. Successful Dynamite mm-hmm. for sure. Um, like I said, as long as the fans are happy, then can't really criticize that part of it too much anyway will chisholm four dollars appreciate it. it's crazy how during the covid during covid anna j and, <laughs> and the jungle crazy. boy was really over i don't know what happened well, you yep. know unfortunate circumstances brother ibrahim mm-hmm. niang uh very recognizable face 499 mm-hmm. appreciate it as always brother uh, whatever they do with Daniel Garcia, hope he stays his own man to be honest and ascends on his own. Bullet could uh, the BCC achieve nothing and are creatively unproductive. I no see, one mentioned him being in the Blackpool Combat Club, did that? I, I think because I mentioned Danielson. See, I, mm-hmm. I would like to see him do stuff with Danielson, not necessarily do stuff with like you know the entire. The entire, That's what I'm it was like, before, really. Yeah, I, I'm ready to move on from the from the Blackpool Combat Club. Also, at this point, um, super cool concept and like had some had its moments, but it does feel like something that kind of detracts from each guy's individual, you know, as an asset individually a little bit. But I think Garcia and and Danielson could they could do a lot with that. I think so. Yeah. <clears throat> Well, cheers and five dollars. Appreciate. It. I love the show, but Kenny and the books not on TV still hurts AEW. Feels weird. Well, of course, that's only natural. He's yeah. he's literally the elite. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, 
I know we've got oh, yeah. Hangman, Mark and Hangman is prominently featured at the top of the show. And, yeah. Well, not even prominently featured. He only done like, a quick promo and a little brawl at the end. But, you know, he, he, was, was, um, a... he was in the main event. So, you know, but of course I it's weird. I do think the Bucks could be back next week, though. They're in Daly's next place. Week? Like, I do. They're in Daly's place. Yeah, but. I hope that's like. Why? No. I hope what? that's good. Like, I don't they made a big point about the tag division tonight. They're in Daly's place next week. It just kind of feels like that when they're going to come back. I'm also coping. I miss seeing my favorite tag team on TV. Okay? No, yeah, I get it. I, like... just, I really hope that, like, I really hope that when this thing comes back, this act that they've supposedly got their sleeve, I really do hope it's like better than I'm seeing it in my head because it sounds kind of terrifying. Oh, um, I'm absolutely dreading it. Yeah. Yeah, because like, look, the thing with the Bucks is 2023 was was a weak year for them, but it's one year after like many years of being prolific. Hill Bucks is their best form as a TV act. There's some there's some matches to be made. There's some it's a natural direction. Like I'm in on it as like a cons- but the actual idea itself does sound very scary. So I'm kind of I'm trying not to anticipate it too much. We shall see kind of how it lands. Uh, Maybe we're better than I'm than I'm fearing. I don't know. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe we'll find out next week. I don't know. Charlie's usually got a, got a scoop on these things, you know. <laughs> She's fortunate to turn on these things. Uh, but let's talk about Wrestle Kingdom. We'll do more of like a highlight review of this because this is a longer card, of course, and we've, yeah. uh, we're coming up to two hours here. So, um, hmm, where should we start? Where should we start? M- more, we'll talk. More broadly about the uh, the final f- four matches, and then we'll just kind of talk about any other things that popped us. I guess so. Uh, Al Desperado, finally, Charter, finally, my boy, finally he gets it done versus Roma in the dome. Wins the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Title. Um, very good match, uh, as expected. These two are very very familiar with each other. But, uh, yeah, oh my God, they've had like Sparado. 15 matches against each other. It's crazy. Yeah, but yeah, Charlie was very happy to see this result. I was. I was. El Desperado is like one of my favourite wrestlers. Like, I'm very... I I don't know when it happened. I just got very tucked in on El Desperado at some point, and it stuck. Um, but yeah, this match was... Like, I really enjoyed it. Like, and I, I actually really loved this match. I thought it was pretty great. But I can see why to some people it was just a well, it's just another Despi Hiromi match. Like we've seen this seventeen times. Yeah, and they've, like, they've had better matches, admittedly, in my opinion. Matches, yeah, you know, sure. but but still, it was nowhere near you know. the like the heights they can reach. But I feel like they did enough <laughs> to justify the title change, which is yeah. what they needed to do here. So mm-hmm. didn't overstay its welcome. The dome energy was great for it. Very happy. Love Despi. Very excited to see him with the belt again. Yeah, man, it was a a cool moment, a cool moment, nonetheless. Mm-hmm. Uh, the next uh, we had uh, we had the we had the freeway match for the the new IWGP Global Heavyweight Title. John Moxley, Will yeah. Ospreay, and Charlie's favorite wrestler, David Finley. God and, bless. Uh, yeah, man. Uh, anyone who's watched any podcast with me know that I'm not. You know, I'm not a uh, I'm not a fan. Of your freeways and your triple threats, and mm-hmm. even just now when we was talking about Samoa Joe, Hangman, and Swerve, I was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> "You did not look pleased." 
yeah, man, I, I thought I thought this was a good time for weight as well. I probably aren't. I'm probably not as high on it as everyone else. I'm looking at cage match right now. It's an eight point five. I wouldn't have it that high, but a good time nonetheless. Um, and yeah, I think David Finley. I know that a lot of people come up. What's he doing in here? You know, and you know, of course, like Moxie versus Osprey probably would have been optimal, but. You know, Probably, Finley, was, yeah. <laughs> Finley was the guy that decided was walking out with the title anyway. I did not think that his inclusion was like that much of a detriment to the match. I thought he had some decent set pieces in there. Um, and obviously, Osprey and Mark said did some really cool stuff as well. So I'd actually be really interested to see. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I'd really be interested to see Mark versus Osprey. Um, but yeah. Man. Tony was not going to like. AEW would want that match in an AEW ring, I feel. Yeah, do it in the AEW ring. Um, But, bro, David Finley, like, say what you want about him, but he was so game during this match to get the absolute shit kicked out of him. Like, they really, like, he played his role to perfection. And he's new champ, bro. And his first challenger is going to be fucking Nick Nemeth, which is not what I could have predicted. (laughs) frankly, when Nick never walked into the Tokyo Dome, but it's going to be funny as fuck. I'm very, very here for it. I'm very here for it. Beautiful Osprey, stuff. also, Osprey's entrance. Oh my god. Like, nothing hits, nothing oh. hits, like, elevated in the Tokyo Dome. That shit's mm-hmm. crazy, man. Yeah, man. Um, David Finley walks away oh, with the new belt. Decent match. Face to face with Nick Nemeth, that brawl, it's big business. People are throwing money in the air, it's crazy. Um, we're gonna talk a little bit more about Nemeth, but yeah, Joe, I think you made you managed to catch this one, didn't you? I catch like the final four minutes of it, and <laughs> I'm gonna be polite and saying that like, I don't think that's a fair way to judge the match. And if I give, did give my opinion on that four minutes, it probably wouldn't be, wouldn't be nice to anyone involved. So I'll just say no. Um, I was actually really bummed out I couldn't watch Wrestle Kingdom. It was even when I've been really out on New Japan, it's like the, it's just it's a show you watch, you know. So I'm gonna yeah. try, I'm dead trying to desperately catch up. But uh I did see the angle with our our friend Nick Nemeth and I gotta say, I uh you know, I'd kind of I wasn't really that interested in this post OB run, even as a fan of Dolph, because I didn't really think he'd care. And I wasn't even sure he'd do anything beyond, like, you know, signing autographs or whatever. But all it took was him showing up looking like that at the dome. And I was like, well, I guess I'm back in, you know. Look, boss, man, look tremendous. Yeah, man, he, he, came out, he, he looked, he had some real swagger about him. He's in the black suit, you know. Yeah, hell of a walk, he had. I think yeah. Tape Machine said he's a disgustingly good looking human being with his hair tied mm-hmm. up and cosigned. Immediately retweeted that. Good, t- good Tape Machine's tweet. Um, I mean, look, I don't want to disrespect Charlie, but you know, Finley wasn't on the big board of uh, matches for me personally. He had some good matches with, with David Finley Jr.'s dad. Um, <laughs> trying my best to be positive, but uh, I don't know how his style will translate. To be honest, it's always interesting when guys have been like life. He's worked WWE his whole career. 
That's yeah. wild, you know? When Shelton did his stuff in Japan, it took him a while. The New Japan part of his run, you could see he was adjusting. Then when he got to Noah, when they did the Noah Suzuki gun thing, he was a lot more comfortable. Uh, it may take him a similar amount of time, but the difference is I feel mm. like this Finley match maybe something happens in the States, right? I think I don't think Dolph will I don't think Dolph will need the adjustment period the same way that Shelton did or even close to I think I think Dolph is a I don't know. I know he's only I know he's pretty much all been WWE. Well it has all been WWE literally, but he's um I don't know, man. He, he's. I think he's got really good like Ringo and stuff. I think he'll just take to yeah. it, and he'll get in there with like, and you know, like the Finley match will be pretty decent. I reckon. But I think his real, his real bag in New Japan would be like wrestling like the young, um, like the Musketeers and people. like His that. offense worries me a little bit. Yeah. I think he's if he leans into his his amateur wrestling background. Which was saying that I know Arn Anderson always wanted him to do in WWE, and like he was kind of discouraged from doing because they wanted him to be like just a bumping babyface, um, or a bumping heel for that matter. I do think he's going to need to add some offensive weaponry because um, he's not. Look, he's still a great athlete, but he's not the athlete he was. Obviously, he's forty-two years old, forty-three years old. But I t- tend to agree with your general conclusion, Monty, which is that he's a smart wrestler and he'll figure it out. Um, it also will help that, again, I think the Finley match could happen in the States. And then, you know, if he works one of those New Japan US shows, that crowd will treat him like he's fucking The Rock, you know? Like, I mean, yeah. <laughs> so we'll yeah. see. I'm happy he's doing it, though. Like, it's cool. I, had, I really didn't know if he'd be super motivated to do this stuff. So I'm, I'm thrilled he's doing it. I'm excited to see how he does. Yeah, man. He is yeah. honestly the last person I expected to appear in the Tokyo Dome. So I genuinely burst out laughing because I was just so shocked that he just walked up. Because it was during the tag match, so I was just like, they're teasing a tag run in Japan? Like, and then he attacked David Finley. I was like, all right, I'm in. I'm sold. You got me. Like, funny as fuck. It was was hilarious seeing poor Ryan, man, just walking out there. New Japan cameraman barely on him, you know. Didn't get tagged in the tweet. He used to work on his walk, bro. He was yeah, severely outwalked by his brother. Do you notice that? The technique of walking is very it's very mm. important thing. If you're gonna do it. There's levels, man. Yeah. I, I mean Nick was I mean that's one of the best walks I've seen in years. You know? The shoulder swings, I mean it was tremendous. Yeah, he looked tremendous. He genuinely did feel like when you watch old school like New Japan shows and it cuts the crowd and there's something like there's like a US promotion rep mm-hmm. in the building. He genuinely did feel like that, and it was fucking awesome, legitimately. The promo he cut afterwards where he did, like, his screaming I love the business thing for a belt that just got invented was yeah. godly because, of course, um, hopefully it all works out, you know. He yeah. did, he did. Hopefully it all works out. I didn't watch his videos that he posted. I haven't had any time today. <laughs> I would have watched, if I had time, I would watch Wrestle Kingdom, not that. But uh, I'm sure they were good, right? I haven't seen that. I mean, it's another, it's another video of a guy breaking out of prison or some shit. Beast. Uh, doing a runaway, but this one has zombies in it. He, uh, I did he's... see the clip of him super kicking a zombie's head off. He does oh, that. What it sounds... it's, uh... the, the Maybe I should have watched... watched this. <laughs> it was Hollywood, very... Um... It was very... Hollywood? Was like... Sean... Big, no, Sean of the Dead is what I was going for. <laughs> Uh, all right, let's uh, let's let's um, 
Let's get to the real grown-up stuff. Come on. <coughs> yeah. That's that's really uh let's really take it up a notch. You know? Because sometimes there's wrestling for adults, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's what we got here with Brian Danielson versus Kazuchika Okada. Which is I don't know, my, my feelings going in, I had a lot of mixed emotions going into this match because like the first match I was so excited for and obviously, you know, Brian did get injured, but I think even like outside of that, the match wasn't quite trending the way that I quite wanted mm-hmm. it to uh, at Forbidden Door. It didn't quite scratch the itch that I had when I saw the graphic, you know. Not to say that I was like disappointed, but I was slightly disappointed. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Although it was a good match, I'm not saying that the match stung or anything like that. Obviously, Brian got injured as well. I'm very well aware of that. Um, but still, so when this came around, I was very much like, uh, I don't know, I was almost shitting myself, you know, <laughs> like just on my knees, hoping this would be what I wanted it to be the first time, you know. And it was that, and it was that, you know, it was, it was genuinely that this absolutely achieved what I needed it to. It scratched the itch that I've been having for six months or so now. Uh, Okada versus Brian, you know, the best of the best versus each other. This is how this was presented to us, and they delivered on that promise. Um, I thought Brian was probably not the first time I've ever said this on the podcast. I thought Brian was genuinely masterful in this. Uh, Okada as well. I thought his performance, because obviously he didn't get injured at Forbidden Door, but I thought his performance singularly was like a lot better than his Forbidden Door yeah. one here. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot more locked in. A lot more expressive and just just better in every way, genuinely. Um, Brian Danielson was just, again, just a master at work. <laughs> you know, just mm-hmm. genuinely probably the best wrestler that's ever stepped foot in a wrestling ring, to be very honest with you. And I know it's kind of something that we say every time he has a good match, but it's like... He's just... He's just different, you know? He's, he's very, yeah. very, very special. And I've said it a few times this show, but... It's just the truth of the matter, isn't it, Joe Holbrook? It is, and it's actually almost, as weird as it is to say, it's, it was almost more striking here in this setting for whatever reason, you know? Because you just kind of just see how how truly great that dude is. Not that any of us need the reminder. This was very... Um, this just felt like such a, an absolute treat as a wrestling fan. Dragon making the walk at the Dome... Having the, the Japanese announcers caught like it's just that whole vibe, you know, like it really felt like something that I dreamed up. It was really, really cool. Um, so yeah, I, I love this just generally as like a vibe and a feel, but the match itself was superb. I mean, super urgent and focused, very simple match, right? In terms of outline, like mm-hmm. really, you know, you have um, the old kind of Ricky Steamboat adage of both guys had a body part to work and that was the focus of the match. Right. And like Okada kind of ramping up the nastiness and Danielson's work on the arm was, uh, outrageous, honestly, like as yeah. anyone who, anyone who intends to ever work a limb should study what Brian Danielson did on Okada's arm and shoulder. Um, beautiful escalation. You had the moment with the yes chance. The only thing I said it earlier is I do think, and I've very seldom have said this about, um, an Okada match at any point in my life. I think they could have gone a little longer. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I'll i rewatch it. Maybe I'm wrong. It did feel to me like 
they still had room. They had rungs to climb still. That's how good the match was going. You know, it felt like if Danielson had kicked out, I think it would have totally worked. Um, not anything crazy. I'm talking like, you know, three or five more minutes. But that's, that's a, a gut feeling thing. Maybe I'll feel different when I rewatch it. But, yeah, I mean, beautiful match. Of course. I tend to agree. I tend to agree yeah. based off my, uh, my first watch as well. But, Charlie, probably... Probably safe to say it's the match of the year so far. In yeah, five day, well, we've just gone into the fifth day here in the UK. Yeah. So, bro, like I was at that Forbidden Door match, and we all knew that this one. We all hoped that this one was going to be better, but it just blew it out the water. It mm. felt like a completely different match as well, which is crazy. But Danielson in the Tokyo Dome is like it's special. Like, him embracing the audience there and doing the yes chance because, like, I know people feel how they feel about the yes chance and I'm glad that he doesn't overuse it in AEW because of, I feel like he's very much going past the need for it. But when you're in an environment like that and it's a crowd that, like, you're foreign to them and they still know that part of you and they still see that to such an, like such an integral part of your character like and they're trying to will you on with this thing that was like so big in the states that it made its way across like i don't know it was a real special moment and i'm really glad that they got to do this match and it went as well as it did and it's just it's the best match of the year so far and i genuinely don't know who's gonna top it like which is i know it's crazy to say at fucking like five days into the year or whatever but we said the same about osprey omega last year and that ended up being my match of the year, so. Yeah, same. <laughs> uh, what was that January January four last year? So. Yeah. You know that one. That one held out for the rest of the. What was it? Three hundred and sixty-one days. You know. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this one might do the same. This one might do the same. Um. Yeah, I think. <laughs> What else can what else can we say that hasn't already been said about either of them? Many so Carter and Brian, so yeah. um main event though. Main event time. Naito gets the job done. He wins the OWGP World Heavyweight Total from Sonata. Gets to do his Tokyo Dome roll call at the end of the show. Everyone's very happy. It's not his first main event, but he's actually won in the Tokyo Dome, but it's the first time he's actually got to do like the stuff at the end, say goodbye to the fans, send everyone home happy, and do like that's a big thing in Japan, obviously, especially in New Japan at the Tokyo Dome. Um, so everyone was very happy to see him get that moment, and everyone wanted to see him get that moment. The crowd was so behind Naito. One for even though it was at the end of like what, however many hour show, um, it's like four and a half hours in at this point. Yeah, and this was by far the loudest they were that I always saw all night. Um, for Naito specifically, yeah. just supporting Naito and getting behind Naito and chanting for Naito, and I thought his performance—what's uh, the word I'm looking for? His performance, you know, made made how much the crowd get behind him worthwhile. You know, I thought yeah. I thought Naito, I thought Naito was tremendous in this, and it's hilarious because he he has like four or five of these in him a year. Yeah, you know, but it's like. If you're a fan of like peak Naito, it can be very frustrating to watch him in the 2020s because yeah. we know what he's doing, you know. T-shirt Naito, we've even came up with names for it, you know. He's chilling, his knees are fucked, 
fucked, he's this, he's that, you know. He's always was fucked for the longest time. Um, mm-hmm. But like I said, he's got four or five, you know, he's got like a handful of matches in him, still a year when the lights are bright. And he's motivated to really do something like he was in the semi in the final of the G1, where he just pulls out these like <laughs> performance of the year candidate worthy performances. Like he's uh and he reminds you that he is still like a very special top tier wrestler, you know, in, in times where you may think, you know, that he might be, you know, slowly like losing it or something, but he brings it back and he, he, he drops a you know, he dropped 60 points, Joe. You know, it's, it's, it's what he does, you know. and Yeah, really cool to see him kind of get this moment. Probably one of the best moments of his career, if not the best moment of his career, even though it wasn't the most, like, hyped-up main event that he's been a part of. Um, but still, Naito, what a wrestler. Sonata, of course, he had a pretty long run, pretty longer than a lot of people were expecting. Uh, he did get applauded by... The New Japan fans in the dome as he was making his way to the back, he'd been making quite emotional, which was uh, you know, it's quite it's cool to see how much it means to these people to be able to main event the dome and you know things like that. So I thought this was a success. I thought this actually over delivered most on most people's expectations. I know some people had quite high expectations for this, but a lot of people were like, oh, how's this going to follow Okada Danielson? Why why is this main event in over Okada Danielson? Uh, why Sonada this blah 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 but like I said I thought this over exceeded uh, a lot of people's expectations Charlie I do agree it definitely blew my expectations out of the water I was fairly deep into having being awake at this point so I was like <laughs> can I really stay awake for a night at Sonada match and that's genuinely not a knock on either of them like I'm not I was never really, like, fully locked in on Naito. Like, I enjoy his work. I think that he's a really great wrestler. But he was never, like... He was never like Kenny for me. Like, Kenny was the one that I was always locked in on at that point. So, he was never that for me. But I know he is for a lot of people. Um, And Sonata's Sonata. There's... There's not a whole lot to say. But I think that they built this match really well. And it went, like... I don't think it overstayed its welcome. I think that they really delivered on it. And it was genuinely just a really great moment to end the um, show, I think. And people, like, feel feel some type of way about the evil attack at the end. And it's like, I also agree because it's House of Torture. But anyone that's been following the story, it's like, evil used to be in, like, he used to be one of Naito's boys. He was in LIJ. And I, like, I don't know, it's... Sonata made the save and it made for a really cool moment. Like yeah, as much well, as it was quite poetic. Yeah, I don't want to see the evil match. Like I genuinely really hope that they do not go that direction. But it's New Japan. Who knows? Yeah, what's they, 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 they had to tease it again. Like, yeah, oh no, yeah. no those r- yeah. moments being ruined again, and it's evil yeah. this time. Former Lij, but uh, you saved by another former Lij in Sonata. Yeah. Like, so it was quite poetic. It was yeah. it was a really cool moment. No, because if they weren't going to be in the roll call, but he still got to have that moment with them. Like, I don't know. I thought it it, it was a special way to end the, the Wrestle Kingdom <laughs> this year. I think it it worked out well. They've been telling this story since the New Japan Cup, like last year. So they told this story since March of twenty twenty three. That's how long it played out. The evil thing kind of popped me. I can't lie because it was just so like. <laughs> I don't have the same level of disdain for House of Torture because I just refuse to watch it. 
you know. I cannot. Oh, <laughs> so like, the idea to... of them like running out like the just like the heel, you know, like mm-hmm. oh no, it's happening tonight oh, again, <laughs> and it's just fucking evil, you know. <laughs> um, it did pop did... me to be honest. I wanted to ask how the uh, I was interested how the tag title match went because in the World Tag League final they went forty minutes in one of like they did not they did not go that long. Yeah, like I asked someone and they said they went like 10. It popped me huge. <laughs> but, yeah. <laughs> you had your match already. You got to get it over with, fellas, you know. It was any good, Charlie. How did the tag title match go? Um, It was all right. It was fine. Yeah. I enjoyed it because I like uh, El Fantasma and Bishop one, but it was it was a tag yeah. Neither of the tag matches hit the way that any of the tag matches, there was three of them on the show. None of them hit really how I wanted them to, and I was kind of disappointed, but. You want to send me some? Go Anything else on Wrestle Kingdom that we uh, yeah. took? Tanahashi belted himself up. He did. Very funny. Yeah. I don't know if anyone else remembers this, but when this belt was introduced, it was like titled as this thing that's going to be for the younger talent. Like there was loads of younger talent in the tournament, and then Zach won it, and we were all kind of like, "That's a choice." So I thought he was going to drop it to Kosei Fujita eventually, who's the young boy in TMDK. And then he dropped it to Tanahashi today, and I was like, Tana, okay, he, I guess. He, heard it. he saw this time limit business and said, that sounds like, like that's for me, brother. Me. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm going to watch They that. had a that's, great match. It was a, yeah, it was a really yeah. good match. I, I saw a lot of positivity about the match, and then he went like eight minutes or something. God bless the ace. Figured it out. He's nailed it. Eight minutes, title win, mm. the dome. New era. He's been doing this for the next 20 years. Zack Sabre Jr. looks so godly at the moment, though. Like, he is, that is a real oh, wrestler. Yeah. I you got Charlie, you nailed it earlier. They should honestly do that Joe match. Like, legitimately, that's such a cool match to just throw out on a collision yeah. TV main event. Like, we need to bully them to do that, I think. Yeah, the the two tag matches were what they were. Um, Tamatanga versus Shingo. Shout out Dan Maloney because like, Driller? like this time Driller Maloney. Um, I I can never call him Driller. It's so unserious. Uh, like this time last year, he was like still making his way around the UK indie scene, and now he was like the opening match of Wrestle Kingdom. That's nuts to see someone that you've followed for so long doing something like that. So, it was very cool. I'm very happy for him. They lost the belts, but it is what it is. Spoilers. With this deep into a Wrestle Kingdom <laughs> conversation, but spoilers, spoilers <laughs> for the opening match. Um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, Tamatanga, Shingo got some good reviews. Bro, uh, that over Yuya. delivered. Yeah, that was versus Yota Suji as well. I uh, heard that yeah, was, was pretty good. good. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, overall. Pretty successful episode. <laughs> a pretty, <laughs> a pretty successful yeah, Wrestle Kingdom eighteen. I yeah. think it's pretty safe to say. I don't think mm-hmm. anyone's calling it terrible or anything like that. Nah, um, I enjoyed it. Yeah, man, Yuya. He was, uh, he was encouraging to see. Fucking hell, mm-hmm. he was having an aneurysm in the chat. Um, Yuya, <laughs> it was, it was. All jokes aside, though, you're, it was encouraging to see Yoya have like a. Uh, even as soon as the match got booked, it was quite encouraging to be honest. Because uh, mm-hmm. if you was a fan of Yoya, it'd be being one of them in the live chat now. If you if you are uh, if you are reading, Tom's got pretty worrying, um, especially if he was the guy that you was the highest on out of the other um, 
you know, the young lines at the time who then went on to become the Musketeers. Obviously, Yoya wasn't named as a Musketeer. It was Renry, uh, Yota and um, Shota instead. Um, but, you know, he, he came back and it wasn't exactly like the most dramatic comeback or anything like what Suji got, you know. But mm-hmm. who got the win at Wrestle Kingdom, brother? Big mm-hmm. Yoya, you know. Um, I am a big fan of Yoya, I think. At the end of the day, no matter how like, worrying it gets, especially like with his excursion in like impact just being kind of like very concerning if you as a fan of his. Um at the end of the day though, talent's talent. And I would genuinely do think Yuya Yumore is like really, really, really talented from the early things that I was seeing of him. Um I didn't watch a lot of his impact stuff. I know a lot of people said that he kind of lost his death. Uh, which is hilarious, <laughs> but like you know, uh, Those he, he'll, he'll he'll find his feet again in New Japan, and clearly he had a good match on Wrestle Kingdom, beat Yota Suji, like I mentioned. That's a quite the statement, to be honest. Uh, important win for him, and we'll see what's twenty twenty four holds for him because I think he could actually be the one out of the four, to be honest. So mm. we'll see. We'll see what happens with. The Musketeers plus Yoya in 2024. It's going to be Ren Naruto. Wow. I was going to tweet this earlier, but I might as well just do it on the podcast. I'll probably tweet it on the main account tomorrow. And I'll ask you to... I'll ask the chat real quick before we get out of it. Takeshita, Kiyomiya, Yoya, and the three Musketeers rank them. Good God. You've thrown that out mm. 2025. What do you think this is? Take, take um, you a couple minutes. We don't have to do like an elaborate conversation. Just, like, just do it, you know? I'm going to have to break out the notes out just so I can visualise. Well, I think poor Ren is going to be. I think yeah. he's going to be. Yeah. Um, so we've got Ren at... Seven? Six? six? How many people did you say? Six. I think. Six. Yeah, six. Yeah. Definitely six. Yeah. Yeah, six. Um, the one seed. Who's the one seed going to? Because I think it's Takeshita. I think Takeshita or Kiyomiya. I think Takeshita. I do I'd like Kaito a lot, but I'd go. I'd go Takeshita, Kaito, Shota and Yuma. Or I'm like, they're very close for me. I'll go Shota. Yeah, I think that's I think that's very fair, especially considering off uh like sample size for Yoya is not yeah. it's not it's not really great. Like with Shota you can just well he fucking had a great match with Osprey like oh. fucking three weeks ago. And again though, big yeah. Suge, bro. I was gonna say I've got As a full package, Suji's like He's higher, yeah. I'm he, yeah, he's I'm... The full, he is the full package. I would put him as second, honestly. I'm yeah. real high on you. Yeah, I'm not. I don't even disagree. I as a top guy, <laughs> he's he has that kind of weird vibe too. He's like a weird charisma. Mm-hmm. Bro, that I, grin like with the hood over his face. To catch that. Okay, let's try and do an official wrestle pure big board here. Okay, is to catch <laughs> our one seed? Yeah, he number one. Okay, yeah. yeah. And Charlie, you've got two. Suji, I've got right? Yoda, yeah. What are you thinking, Monty? And you're you're saying quite Kiyomiya. Yeah, but I can be swayed. I had Kiyomiya as third, so 
I think Sood, bro. He's got that. He's got that weird. I'm, I'm leaning Sood. I'm, I'm right. saying Sood. Yeah. All right, two seed. Three, we got Kiyomiya. Four, yeah. I would go Showa. Same. You? That is the order okay. I'm at. What are you? Uh, that's. I don't feel like that's <laughs> also necessarily fair to you, Yuya, because I haven't seen a whole lot of. Yeah, it, yeah. For as sure. it stands right now. Close. Yeah. They're close. I, I struggle with it. Yeah. I really struggle with number three. I could easily put Yuya at number three. Genuine there. Above Kiyomiya? Yeah. <laughs> wow. You're, you're real high on him, though. I just have a real show of him and no bias. Like, if he's asked for a link, he's not getting one because we're wrapping up. But like, No, we are not debating this for 20 minutes. <laughs> we'll, let him yeah, give his, we'll let him give his line-up on Worldwide on Monday. He's already yeah. given it in the chat. Oh, this, fuck. This, this, Jesus, this, has, this has fired him up, this has, bro. <laughs> like, yeah. This has fired him up. It's an interesting one. I mean, uh-huh. Ren immediately being being locked in at seven at six was was. Uh... That's not the only one I'm certain on, to be honest. Yeah, it's like I'm more certain on him being six than Takeshi being number one. I do think, like, to, if you're just looking at, we're starting a promotion tomorrow. I do think Takeshi is the more that I've thought about it, he does feel like number one with a bullet, really, because he's just so Su- what he's yeah, capable Suji's of. Suji's so I'm low. I'm thinking about their 2023s. Yeah. Yoga Suji might be over Takeshi. Well, yeah. If you do that, it gets spooky because Takeshi yeah. was Don Callis' backup dancer. But, you know, if, you, if you're just talking about what he's capable of, Takeshi is, you know, he's a freak. Yeah. Freak of nature. Yeah. Yoga's a real talent, man. Um, but I'll concede on this and say Kaito three, show of four because um, not close saying like Yoya kind of gets fucked on like sample size. Obviously, all these other yes, guys have had like yeah. full year in New Japan wrestling guys like Asper and stuff. Whereas Yoya's been yeah. doing bullshit in Impact, so <laughs> like mm-hmm. um, you know. But even still, he's still above Renderator by some distance. Yeah. So. I was gonna Poor say like there's. <laughs> Like, there's no real distance between, like, two and four. And then you've just got Renneria at the end. Like, well, I saw a picture of him today at the Dome show like, with his right. get-up, and I was just like... It's brutal. The best thing about that match like... was the fact that Shogun No came out on a motorbike. Yeah. Well, it's pretty brutal. It's yeah, I didn't expect that to be very good. I've never been... Uh... No, there's no need for me to go into it. Uh, <laughs> we'll have to revisit this in like six months or something. This this will be nice, you know. See, but well, I think I think that's a good. I think that's that's a good. That's going to be a good tweet on the Russell Pierce page tomorrow. Do you, yeah. Ronnie? Do you remember that night when we watched Ren Narita and Buddy Matthews on New Japan Strong, and we were like, Christ, we were so we were starved. And I think it was the night you did that all-time great. Wrestlepurious tweet where it was like it was the Eddie Hearn one where he goes savage, fucking savage about about Bud Matt (laughs) I remember this vividly, we were like the only two people in the world that watched it and Monty tweeted about Buddy Matthews and people were like what did he do, has he gone to (laughs) AEW I ran the Rita one rest of the week at some point in 2022 wow who did he wrestle? I don't know. I've got it. Renderita like, versus Tomohiro Ishii. In New nah, Japan Battle Autumn. Four and a half stars. That don't from count, bro. That don't count. It's Ishii. 
Ishii could go four with me. Give me a, I mean, give me four, a and a half, four and a half. Oh, yeah. yeah, that is high for the prestigious wrestle purists. That's mm. very high. It's, just, it's not the same oh. as a day four and a half, which he gives fucking six of every week now. Anyway. Um, which isn't five dollars. Appreciate you as always. My daughter, who is four, started crying because she said the Okada match was great. I've never felt so proud of her. I'm, I'm sure you've a few times watching Okada. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I know. <laughs> anyway, guys, we're gonna we're gonna. If anyone wants to get a quick super chat in or any questions like that, then uh, now's your now's your final chance. But because we are we're winding down, um, we spoke about Nick Nemeth in New Japan. We're gonna take over we the did. whole country. Mm. Um, spoke about Rest Kingdom. Spoke about Dynamite. Spoke about Mercedes. Who knows what she's gonna be doing, man. Who knows? She, she's interesting, but all we know is that nothing. You know, all we know is nothing because you never truly know who Mercedes Monet. I guess all we could tell you is that obviously, um, where is it? Before there was all the trademarks and that started a conversation and that mm-hmm. led into what was it? Then, um, then, then there was talks at the WWE. You know, no, there was reports that the talks of WWE fell through. This then in that this then inquired, uh, so this then prompted everyone who could inquire with AEW. Lock of talks opened up with you again. Then, you know, a few people did kind of find out, in, you know, very few select people did find out, but obviously Sean was the person who could put it together and cross reference it and do the full report like it did. AEW Mercedes in talks. There was a lot of talk of it potentially being on AEW Dynamite this Wednesday. Over the weekend, the feeling at least, even though it was never confirmed or said it was locked in or signed or anything like that, but the feeling at least from AEW over the weekend was that they were pretty confident that they were going to get Mercedes on Dynamite this week. She was going to come on Wednesday and sign the contract. And then towards the end of the week and start of this week, that got really shaky, you know, in the sense of like, who knows what's going to happen. I'll believe it when I see it. Like the feeling changed from confidence to that. And then obviously she wasn't on the show yesterday, but the report and the stance still seems to be that AEW is you know, the feeling coming out of there at the moment is that she um, she will be heading there unless something goes unless something goes wrong. Although, as far as I'm aware, still, as of the 5th of January 2024, she has not put pen to paper for any company. As far as I'm aware, but I do not know for sure because this is the most unpredictable woman in professional wrestling. So, I think that's all we... That's all we can kind of tell you as far as Mercedes. I know a lot of it is already reported and stuff. Pretty much all of it is, to be honest. But this is the game we play with Mercedes Monet. <laughs> so, yes. um, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. But like I said, as of now, the reports and the feeling from AEW is that they're still confident she's coming in. It just didn't seem to come to fruition last night. So we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, big fan of Mercedes. Yep. Nonetheless, right. wherever she it. ends up, it's quite hilarious seeing this last thing I'll say. Actually, it's quite hilarious seeing kind of uh, how like emotionally attached to Mercedes' decision people are, in the yeah. sense of like 
they will be heart. Look, there's WWE fans that will be so disappointed and heartbroken if she shows up in AEW, and yeah. there will be so many, you know, AEW fans that will be like deflated. And it's like, look at the conversations we had about the women's division today. Like, if Mercedes yeah. comes in, X, Y, and Z, you know, th- these things can develop. So there will be a lot of AEW fans literally heartbroken if Mercedes doesn't come in at this point. Um, and then there's me, who's happy just to see her show up anywhere again. Yeah. <laughs> I, just, I just want to see her wrestle, man. I don't really... Yeah. I'm very ready yeah. to see her back in a room. Mm. So yeah, hopefully, hopefully sooner rather than later. And on that note, we'll uh, we'll wrap it up unless you two have got any other shout-outs or anything. I, I do have one plug. Um, I am will not be on WrestlePurious tomorrow, unfortunately. This, that tomorrow's the last date that I should that should be messed up on my schedule. I'm back next week. But I am doing a show tomorrow night at, get ready for this one, <laughs> um, at 4.05 a.m. Um, on Saturday morning. And that is 11.05 Eastern after Rampage. That is the old late night grin time slot. Um, we are doing the Golden Grinnies. When I'm done here, I'm going to tweet a link. You can vote. You may not understand many of the awards. That's okay. It makes it funnier, if anything. Our friend Ibu of WrestlePurist is up for two awards. He is up for Bob's Bootlicker of the Year, which Monty won last year. And he is also up for Best Grin Guest. Um, you know, spoiler and say he's got a chance of doing doing a double with those. So get voting. Uh, that is tomorrow night at eleven oh five Eastern, which I'm definitely thrilled about that time. Is John, is John Alba a nominee for best guest? He is. Yeah, I think he yeah. should win it. To be honest, with you, I don't think but... he should win it as well. But even uh, doing the double would be pretty funny too. To be my last um. Last super chat before we get out. Will Chisholm, appreciate you as always. The Mercedes stuff feels like where is LeBron going back in the day? Can't talk on it because the decision. Imagine she did that, bro. So back then, LeBron did a show. He did a thing. The decision. It was like a whole broadcast of him. Imagine, imagine Mercedes doing that on like a YouTube. Taking my talents to Jacksonville. Joe, do you this is literally okay? This is actually the last thing I'll say. It's not even wrestling related. So if you're here for wrestling podcasting, you can get out of here now because we're, we're wrapping up. Like, <laughs> yeah. bro, remember when um you remember when everyone wanted Eden Hazard in twenty twelve, yeah. you know? And there was like there was like Spurs, Chelsea, Arsenal, I think Ram even like Real Madrid and that were in, in were in for him even back then. And like he just tweeted it. Like everyone was like, "What's Hazard's decision gonna be?" And he, he tweeted it like, "I've made my decision. I'm going to the champions of Europe." And Charles were obviously the Champions League winners at the time. And, my God! You know. So always it's always interesting when it's you know decisions are to be made. What an interesting career he had, huh? Different show, different day, but yeah, just interesting the way it all panned out. I want to talk about this after the so. I'm wrapping this up. Yeah. Guys, like, subscribe. Appreciate all the super chats. Uh, we'll be back. Not tomorrow because Joe Hall but skipping the town. Um, well, he's pulled out. He isn't skipping. He's pulled out. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we'll be back over the week and I'm sure uh, maybe even get a Friday watch along on Twitch or something tomorrow. We'll see. Just keep an eye on the rest of his page. And uh, yeah, appreciate you for watching. And one last time, like, subscribe. Thanks for the super chats. Peace. Mm-hmm.